Hello, and welcome back to Superhero Fatigue. I'm Jacob Helker, your host, joined by my co-hosts. Christian Cook. Ren Malone. And today, well guys, it's hammer time. Oh yeah. We are bringing in Thor. Oh man. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler alert, this movie is fine. Yeah, it's there. (laughs) The end. Yeah, I uh I had seen like maybe forty minutes of this movie before today, before a couple of hours ago, and I had never watched it all the way through. And I realize now that when I'm not being forced by expectations of maintaining a podcast that I started whenever I was not mentally prepared to deal with those uh, uh, obligations, um, that I probably quit it because it was too boring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is pretty boring, but is redeemed by a a few, I would say, pretty good things. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, certainly more redeemable than Iron Man 2. Oh, man, I agree. I think it's fine. It's just, I don't know. It's kind of a... It is a slog to get through. And, yeah, for uh, sure. I don't know why. It, it It's like, I guess it's just, it's an origin story that I don't really care about. Yeah. Like, there's no... There are a lot of characters that are sort of just like wet paper I guess because most characters are born out of tragedy of some sort, and Thor, not so much. He's just Thor. Like oh, He's his born dad's... out of being punished for being an asshole. Yeah, and, yes. he, and he is an asshole yeah. all throughout this, or not all throughout, but... Throughout, like, the first part of this movie, man, what a dickhead. What a way to get me to not sympathize with that main character. Yeah. Absolutely. The, the, like, most tragic part is that his dad takes a nap. (laughs) (laughs) A long nap. An Odin nap. (laughs) Um, How does the movie start off? Okay. What even happens at the beginning? So, the movie starts off, you know, you've got Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, who I love. Oh, that's right. They're driving in the New Mexico desert or something. Yeah. uh, Professor Selvig, is yeah. it Selvig, played yeah. by uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, that's her. Uh, that's her. Is is that supposed to be her dad? I, I no, they're just no. colleagues. Oh, okay, see, dude, throughout most of this movie, I was under the impression that that was her dad. No, nope, is just she colleagues? Is she a student or is she already no? Done? She's she's a full physicist. Her uh, Kat Dennings character. Yeah, that's uh, her. Not her sister, just a colleague. Yeah, I thought that was her dad. Well, not a sister. colleague. It's her. Uh, um, her like. Student assistant. Oh. She's working for with Natalie Portman. And I think oh, they man. say she's the only that. one who applied for the job. Yeah, because she's not a physics major. She's a political science major. And yeah. it's played up as a joke. What is the name of her character? I don't even Darcy. know. Darcy. Darcy. That's what it is. So, she sucks. Anyway, these uh, these three <laughs> scientists who are apparently not related, uh, they're driving in like this van full of equipment through the desert in New Mexico. I, I guess what had happened is uh, Jane... Jane Foster had observed like this aurora borealis thing. She observed the northern lights. I get in New Mexico, I guess, and that's I guess that's what makes it special is that it's happening yeah, in New there's Mexico. Some, yeah, like, I think the astronomical or not astronomical astrological event, and she's like, I'm telling you, this keeps happening. And Stellan Skarsgård has this line, like, we're not storm chasers. Yeah. Because storm chasing was real popular at the time. I guess. (laughs) Back in 2011? Yeah. There was a show on TV at the time, I think, called Storm Chasers. I think it was on TV then. Either way, I think the filmmakers were like, you know what will make this movie really exciting? Let's set it in New Mexico. 
Yeah, you know, the land rural of enchantment. New, rural New Mexico. Oh, <laughs> okay, I get in it. In a town, it looks like a, a town from a western. It has one street, and it just, there's no, like, outlying houses. It's like one street that ends in desert on either yeah. side. The thing that confused me was at one point, it showed a population sign, and it had a population of 2,715, which is more than the population. We all grew up in a small town. Uh and we have a population of like 2,500, but the town we grew up in is bigger than this town that has a bigger population. Yes. That's because this town is like a diner and a house. And a 7-Eleven. And a 7-Eleven and then a bunch of CGI. I wonder where <laughs> they true. actually shot it, though, because if it's supposed to be New Mexico, they don't have nearly enough poverty and drug abusers. That's true. There's I not one person one gets carjacked. I one Brian Cranston. Not one. <laughs> No, no they, uh, if you looked in the credits, they did film this on location in New Mexico, which was, which I thought was funny, I guess, because why would you need to go on location? Just go anywhere that looks Dude, desolate. Dude, it's a I movie were, about magic. They have to film it in the land of enchantment. I think they were thinking, we don't need another superhero movie in a big city or in New York. <laughs> so let's film it in an old spaghetti western set. Let's do the opposite of that. <laughs> Where's so, Clint Eastwood? Where's Sergio Leone? So anyway... Uh, so they're, you know, they're out here trying to find this phenomenon. Uh, they see this big, like, storm cyclone thing develop, and this big beam of light shoots down out of it, and it's kind of that Aurora Borealis thing that she was looking at. Um, and so, naturally, as you do whenever you see giant lightning thunderstorms, they drive toward it um, and drive into it. Mm hmm as you do classic yeah um, when she was driving into it i was thinking what are you doing i would never do that <laughs> yeah there is no research in the world that's worth dying so that nobody will see your research you idiot <laughs> and they hit a man who is that man may you ask i don't know because we immediately cut to a uh, title sequence and then i guess the first part of the movie in asgard is a flashback Wait, um, yes. One thing is. I always look forward to in these movies is the giant blue beam of lights cameo. And so I thought that oh, was cool yeah. that they did it right at the very beginning of this one. Not only yeah. that, in the trailers leading up to this, there were two giant blue beams of light, one in each trailer. Really? In the previews for the for this movie, yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, man. The giant only blue thing... giant blue beam of light has been making a lot of appearances. Yeah. He's here a recently. Hot commodity. I heard he giant is. blue beam of light is the highest paid actor in Hollywood, higher than The Rock. That's I don't know about all that. That's completely believable. He's in everything. Prominent mm. role in everything. Oh wait, no, everything. he's just in, wait, guys, he's an overused visual effect. Uh, Gosh, oh, yeah. That okay, I was thinking, wait, are we are we huh. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we get to Asgard and I gotta say, Asgard doesn't look too bad. Asgard no, looks Asgard, fine. Yeah. Asgard is the Iron Man armors of this movie. Like yeah. that's where all the real uh creativity and visual Effects it looks yeah. into... like Asgard from the comics. Yeah, it does. And you can... This looks straight out of Jack Kirby's. Yeah, you can. You, awesome. you can definitely tell. Yeah, this was kind of their. This was their baby. Like it's very. It's intricate. Uh, it's like varied throughout. It doesn't all look exactly the same. I yeah, I like the design of Asgard. Which I mean makes sense. Kenneth Branagh, the director, uh, and the mo all the movies I've seen him direct, he's more of a style over substance kind of director. Like uh, he just well, directed Murder of the Orient Express, the new one. Where and, they're on the Orient yeah. Express. D did they kill that train? Yes. Yes, they did. <laughs> Does but the train get destroyed? Do you guys remember when O.J. Simpson allegedly killed the White Bronco? For a while. 
But uh, it's <laughs> it, that one was another one where like there were a lot of good shots and everything. But like character wise, there wasn't a lot of like meat or anything to really bite into. Yeah. And uh, as we go on, you'll realize that even if we didn't say that at the beginning of this movie, you'll know it by the end <laughs> that he's exactly that kind of director. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He <laughs> is. Uh, so we're going through this flashback, I guess, describing how uh, how mighty Odin is. They have this. Uh, the kingdom of Asgard has this big battle, this big war with the frost giants of who look who look terrible. Like the yeah. the the character effects, like the makeup. I don't think the makeup and prosthetics look terrible. Look too bad. But the CGI frost giants, they look they look straight out of a PS2 cutscene. Well, They're bad. In the movie, when they go from Asgard to the frost world, you know, we just talked about how awesome Asgard looks. The frost world is like the exact opposite of you that. You can't even see it. It's so know, dark. It's super dark. And it's just all blue ice. That's it. That's where their first big so action bland. sequence of the film is. Yeah. And you can't even see it. I know. It's... You see glints of red from Thor's cape. And that's like. I know. It. It's so weird. That choice was so weird. Like, like in a movie, in a, in a film series, in a film series that's littered with giant beams of light. Could we not have at least one giant beam of light to light up that scene? It's because like the story from a story perspective, Jutenheim is supposed to be like, that's where they live. Is that the frost world? Yeah. It's supposed to be like desolate and like Thor, not Thor, Odin like destroyed it and things like that. But that doesn't mean they can't still pay the power bill and flip on a switch. I can't see anything. Destroyed does not mean blacked. (laughs) (laughs) no it does not Uh, i think it does (laughs) blacked is a porn site no it's no oh man i was gonna i was just gonna let people i was gonna let the people who got that joke get that joke and let the people who didn't get it not get it oh man that is not a site but it's a thing a production company, I guess. Good lord. Anyway, anyway. moving on. Oh man. So, uh, of course, the Asgardians they win this war. Yeah. Uh, they beat the frost giants. Odin, and Odin loses his eye. Yeah, Odin loses his eye. He's very mighty. Yada yada yada. Roll credits. So he's telling the story. He's telling the story of this big battle to his two sons, who are Thor, played by a young kid who doesn't show up again, and Loki. Uh, again, young kid who doesn't show up ever again. The kid who plays young Loki's name is Ted. I just <laughs> I noticed that in the credits and thought that was funny. Um, so he's telling them like, one day you two will be king. Odin, played by uh, Anthony Hopkins, who I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. Love Have me Odin some and um, Nick Fury ever met in these movies? In these movies, not that I know of. No do eye patches. No. <laughs> On opposite sides, too. Nice. I want to see that. No, I don't think they've met. I don't think Odin's been to Earth. As much as Marvel loves their jokes in their movies, that one's, like, set up right there. Yeah, but most of the time, Marvel likes their jokes to be good. I mean, they do have some misses, (laughs) like the uh, sex joke between Hulk and Black Widow and Age of Ultron. There's a sex joke? Yeah, at one point, Tony Stark asks, like, Iron Man's like, where are you, uh, Natasha? Are you and Banner playing hide the zucchini? And it didn't play well, and I didn't like You know what I also didn't like? Greened. The, the, uh... (laughs) 
there's a gif out there there is a gif out there we've all seen the gif all all uh, the men have there's seen the gif there's a uh the Ladies shawarma the shawarma too. joke from avengers that's another one for me it just doesn't land it just, oh see i thought that one was hilarious nah, i'm not about it and I, then they went back to film a shawarma scene. i think i think that the, maybe okay the shawarma joke was fine it was fine it was throwaway but whatever the shawarma scene i could not stand that's what I, well i liked it because it, it didn't really intrude on the movie because it was no, the end and, credit and it's sequence. Not, it's not it's not that it's i don't know it just like it seemed like a, a studio trying to make something meme ready you know what i mean and i always think stuff like that's annoying yeah maybe i, it I was liked totally it, but i can a, understand uh, why you didn't just a visual gag too like all these people sitting around not saying anything to each other just in costume eating. except except for bruce banner who's like naked that is, is his costume oh yeah i guess that's true <laughs> in a yeah. way um so anyway, we cut to what is clearly several years later, and Thor uh, is played by Chris Hemsworth, as I'm sure you know. Uh, he's about to be recognized as the successor to the throne of Asgard. Yep. And then you see uh, Mjolnir, Thor's hammer, sitting on a pedestal. Interestingly <laughs> enough, this is one of the only scenes in all three Thor movies where uh, he wears his classic winged helmet from yeah, the comics. Yeah, I... I I kind of wish he would have kept wearing the helmet. Well, like I wish, I wish oh, the man. helmet would form with the rest of the armor. I yeah. remember thinking, I wish that he had the helmet when I when I watched this movie previously. But watching it this time, I was like, yeah, they were right to get rid of that. Well, thing. and the the big problem with the helmet was they intended to keep it, but um, what's his name, Chris Hemsworth? It kept falling off of his head, like during action scenes. You serious? He's got a giant head. You'd think that thing would hold on to everything. Mm-mm. Or you would think that costume designers for a Marvel movie would know how to keep a helmet on someone's head. Put a very thin chin strap on it, guys. Come on. That's I solved why, that problem uh, right now. I don't think he got a, a helmet back until the gladiator scene in Ragnarok, which is the one from all the trailers where he like drops the wings down. And I'm sure it's a CGI helmet because they all are. Well, no. I mean, he like moves it and stuff. You move CG. I'm just saying. That whole a lot that movie seems very CGI heavy, which this one is too. But well, all of them are. Yeah, I guess I guess takes you can't place really, on an alien planet. I guess you. I guess you can't really do with the Incredible st- Hulk the as a supporting of actor. Asgard. Yeah, I think he does look a little less silly though without the helmet. Yeah, as far as like when you have him in Earth scenes and stuff, like interacting with normal people, mm-hmm. just I don't know. He still looks stupid think, in this movie because they like dyed his eyebrows and his beard. And, uh, oh man! Oh yeah, it's, it that's a problem too. Yeah. Every close up of his face, it looks like his whole face is chapped. Yeah, because it's just white, and uh, it just looks. It weird. looks really. It bad. does not look natural. When he went back to like his natural hair color in uh, Avengers, he looked so much better. Yeah, so much better. So. Uh, so, you know, he's about to be crowned crown prince and, and receive Mjolnir. But then uh, the frost trolls that you saw in the flashback, apparently a few of them have infiltrated Asgard. And they're coming to get this power cube. It's the uh, <laughs> ice casket, I think it's called. I don't know. It's a relic that belongs to Lofi. Yeah, yeah. The leader of the ice giants. Yeah. So the ice the ice giants are coming to get. Did I call them ice trolls? Did yeah. I say you I did? I did. Trolls. The frost trolls. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the ice giants. So yeah, so they're coming to get back this relic. They Our sneak new. into the palace. 
Um, and then I, I guess the Asgardians have this gigantic destroyer robot. In fact, that's what it's called is the destroyer. Oh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, they have this giant robot that's basically just big Cyclops. Yes. It looks like Gort from uh, it does The Day the like Earth Gort. Stood Still. Yes, yeah. it does. It absolutely does. That's all does. it is. Uh, and it, anyway, the giant robot kills them. Um, Thor, of course, he's furious, and he wants to be a mighty warrior like his father, so he's saying things in a British accent about bringing the fight to them and making them fear him and this and that and the other. Verily is thrown around once or twice. Yeah, dust and hast and all of that crap. Real Shakespeare mm. Thor. Yeah, it's it's weird to imagine the fact that he can... Yeah, that was gross. You've it's, done that like 10 times. It's weird to imagine the fact that he can like speak... Like he, he doesn't think that it's weird that people are speaking regular English whenever he gets to Earth later in the movie. But well, they that's talk like a he's king. He's an alien who's been to Earth before. Yeah, but they talk like the King James Bible on Asgard, and yeah, I don't true. know. It just you got to remember he's five thousand years old. At is this he point. an alien? Do what? Is he an alien though? Yeah, I guess technically he's from another, another dimension. I don't know if that makes. He's you... not from another dimension. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, the Bifrost is a wormhole. He's just it's from a another dimensional planet. gateway. It's not a dimensional gateway. It, they they say it specifically at the end of the movie. That they it's call it a wormhole. Across different dimensions. It doesn't, I promise you. So they're, anyway. They're just aliens. He's not an alien. So anyway, <laughs> boys. <clears throat> um, one thing I was surprised about with this movie, watching it again, is that Loki has surprisingly little dialogue for the first two thirds of it. Yeah. He doesn't say much at all. And he's like supposed to be the kind of breakaway character of this movie. Yeah, I, he has a lot more of a fan base than uh than Thor he deserves. Does. Yeah. I don't <laughs> well, know about that. I think Loki, I think uh when he does speak in the first two thirds, he he it's not like I don't think he has a bad any bad lines or anything like that. And then in the last part of the movie, like the third act, I think he's phenomenal. I think his like not like a lot of it is girls find him attractive, like Tom Hiddleston's and that's another an thing. attractive like, dude. I get it that he is handsome, but he is not like I look at him and just think, what a dreamboat or anything, yeah, especially he, when he's standing next to Chris Hemsworth. He just looks yeah. kind of weaselly to me. You know what I mean? Yes. I think it's one of those things. Every now that I mean, have you all ever known that? Like uh, a guy that a group of girls are attracted to and you just don't get it? Benedict Cumberbatch. No, I mean like a person in real life. That's because Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> has like fish eyes. He doesn't. He looks like one of the one of the people from Camino and Attack of the Clones. <laughs> he looks he like does. he looks like a reptilian that's trying to blend in, disguised like a shapeshifter, disguised as a human, but just doesn't quite have it down yet. Looks like he's gonna blink his second set of eyelids at you at any moment. <laughs> um, Good actor though. Yeah, great. Anyway, actor. I think I think that. Uh, what is his name that plays Loki? Uh, Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. He's very much one of those guys to me where I'm just like, I don't get it. I mean, I get it more when he doesn't have the long, greasy black hair, like when it's his natural hair. Or he was in a movie where he played, uh, what's his name? Country singer, real famous country singer. Oh, my gosh. Why would you say that? I, um, Hank Williams. Yeah, he plays Hank Williams. And he. I thought he looked pretty good in that, like just purely from an aesthetic standpoint. He He's looks a handsome dude like to me. Woody in that movie from Toy Story. <laughs> Either way, uh, so they're at this ceremony, and uh, Thor is about to be crowned or hammered. 
No. Uh, <laughs> yeah, blacked. That's what they call it. <laughs> and uh, what yes. happens that he? Yeah. The, the, oh, oh, the, the attack happens. Yeah, the, yeah, the giants, the giants, the giants come. The giant uh, destroyer robot stops it. Thor wants to go to war. Uh, Odin, he seems like we, like undisturbed about it, like at all. He doesn't really seem that. He's like, yeah, two it. of them got in, but they don't represent the whole yeah. species or whatever. He's sort of. I think Thor might be a little bit racist towards ice giants. He's very much like he's the the Chris Kyle of this movie. It's just all about going and killing. <laughs> I all can't of wait these to go others. kill more frost heads. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what. Pretty he close to an actual line in Chris Kyle's book. Uh, so yeah, uh, Thor wants to go attack. Odin says that he can't. So. Uh, Thor gathers Loki, and then I'm reading these from a list, so... The Warriors 3? Yeah, The Warriors 3, uh, which is... Let me find it. Volstag, Fandral... Fandral. Hogan, and Sif. 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 Lady Sif. Lady Sif. The Warriors 3 and Lady Sif, who is so much better looking than Natalie Portman to me. Like, I know you, debatable. Jacob disagrees. Yeah, it's debatable just to me. Like, if I were Thor, for me, it's not hard to choose between Natalie Portman and Jamie Alexander. I do disagree. Yeah. Heartily. Which I get. Yeah. Natalie Portman's Padme Amidala. So, anyway. <laughs> and she's kind of like, Jane Foster not is anyway. made to look fairly plain in this movie. Yeah. Sif is made to look like a badass like warrior, Zeno, warrior princess. Warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's it's up for debate. Yeah. You guys decide and let us know who you think is better looking. <laughs> so, yeah, he gathers all of them and he says that he's going to go against Odin's orders and they're going to ride through the Bifrost, Bifrost portal. Yeah. They're going to ride the through rainbow the Bif- bridge. Yeah, the rainbow bridge. The Mario Kart level. <laughs> That's one thing that they did a fantastic job, oh, like yeah. translating to film. Good because God. Because in the comics, it's literally just a rainbow yeah, and this it's more like shimmering stained it's like glass, ice kind of. Yeah, yes. it's very pretty to look at. Uh, so they are going to cross this portal into what's the place called? Jutenheim. Jutenheim, and they're going to uh, they're going to fight the ice giants. We're going to kick ass and take names. So along the way, there's a gatekeeper who keeps outsiders from coming into uh, to Asgard, uh, who played by Idris Elba. Yeah. Yes. Um, who allows them to pass, which I thought was weird. What does he do? He, like, <laughs> he, uh, inserts his sword into this thing. Yeah. And it... uh, his name's Heimdall. He's the gatekeeper. He's from the comic books. So Heimdall sends them to Judenheim. Yeah. What is Odenheim? Odenheim is not a thing. Odenheim is a thing. They say that in this movie. I don't think so. No. They say Odin's son and Odin's sleep. Yeah. I assume they have a breakfast cereal called Odinos, but there is no Odenheim. (laughs) Uh, No, there are a bunch of Heims. Jacob and I actually talked about it while we were watching the movie. Yeah. (laughs) When Thor is like naming the nine worlds to Jane Foster, he's like, here's Guggenheim, here's Jutenheim, Kirklandheim, Asgard and Earth. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's kind of stupid that there are just two that they picked. Although... I, I don't know. All the planets are named after, like, Roman gods except for Earth. Yeah. So it's pretty dumb anyway. Well, those nine... Well, oh, wait. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um. So anyway, he allows them to pass, and they end up going to Jutenheim. Yeah. 
Um, they confront the king and, of course, accuse him of sending these people to steal back the thing. The, the king denies knowledge of it and says that there's a traitor in the House of Odin. Who yeah. could, who that, could be? that be? It Certainly hmm. somebody who's pretty mischievous. What about a weaselly looking handsome man? Maybe a trickster god? Maybe? Hmm. hmm. And so, but it turns out the king is lying, right? Yeah, like I think he so. Is yeah, I think he's in cahoots. I think Loki is working for Lofi, who you'll find out why their names are so similar later. Um, so he, uh, so Thor, of course, uh, they decide to go back until the Marty McFly moment happens. Oh, it really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Biff they, says to him something. Be, no, be a good princess and go home to daddy or something like that. Something like that. He and definitely then, calls and Loki's princess. just like, oh, man. Yeah. He, Loki does everything short of saying, here we go again. <laughs> uh, Who else so, but Odin's son? So Thor, of course, turns around. They all start to fight the frost giants. Ice giants? Frost giants? Ice giants. Ice giants. Damn it. Don't they say frost giants? Maybe it is frost giants. I don't I think know. it's frost giants. The giants. I'm, I'm, I'm confused by ice troll. Anyway, <laughs> so they all start to... The, the giants and, and Thor and his group of people, they all start to fight and everything. And Thor's kicking ass and taking names with Mjolnir. Yeah. It is the frost giants. Um... One of his, uh, one of Thor's, after a big, long, drawn-out battle, one of Thor's compatriots gets stabbed. Feindral. Feindral, there you yeah. go. He gets stabbed by a piece of ice, and so... Um, Is that, that the fat one? No, that's uh, um, Bryce Dallas. I think that's his name. Uh, Bryce uh, Dallas the, Howard? Oh, <laughs> no, that's not his name. It's Dallas something or something Byers Dallas. Club. He's uh Dallas Byers he's the Club. One, he's the one who got replaced by uh, Zachary Levi in the next that's movie. That's... Fandral or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's he's what the one that gets stabbed. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, uh, all of uh, all of Thor's companions want to fall back. Thor, of course, can't hear them because he's in the thick of battle and loving every second of it. Yes. He's a dick. Well, at one point, Loki <laughs> runs over and he's like, "Thor, look, your boy just got stabbed. We got to get the hell out of here." And Thor's just like, "I don't give a shit," and just keeps on swinging. Keeps on yeah, so the the Thor's band of merry men, they all run away um, to, to get back into the portal, get back to Asgard. Thor keeps fighting and everything like that. Um, but then a giant the, ice dog comes after him. I, I yeah. thought of the uh, I thought of like the jaguar lion thing, tiger thing from uh, Aladdin. That's what it made me think of a lot. <laughs> I was thinking of the dog in like looney tunes that has the little barrel around its neck when it goes like a rescue dog and then it like it has alcohol in the little barrel yeah, you know what i'm brandy. talking about is it, that its name no it's got brandy in the barrel oh. though, but i know what you're talking about <laughs> brandy, brandy the rescue dog <laughs> <laughs> what a weird name for a looney tunes character brandy, brandy. <laughs> no but i mean I don't know the dog's name. Anyway, I know it's a big dog. dog that runs through the snow, and that's just what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, so it, it starts going thing. after and chasing Thor's uh, Thor's people. Yeah. I, I am not sure what to call them. Friends? It, Thor's the, friends. The his Warriors friends 3, five. Lady Sif, and his brother. So His uh, friends 5. Thor yeah. finally notices that this Party thing is chasing. Five. Thor finally notices this is chasing them, so he swings his hammer real fast, flies majestically through the air, and punches a hole through this thing's head. 
which the camera then shows the hole through this thing's head. Let's talk about this swinging a hammer really fast and then throwing it while still holding it, and that's how Thor flies. It's a magic movie. It's a movie about magic. Uh, <laughs> so magic dumb. and science are one and the same in this movie. If you would have watched the trailer, you would know that. No, see, the only thing I know from the trailer is that drink, he likes it, smash uh, another. Another! It's a very, that's how, that's Looney Tunes physics right there. <laughs> but Thor, that's he doesn't stop that's flying. That's how he does it in the comics. He doesn't I stop, know. like Thor can't stop flying until he holds up a sign that says, uh-oh, and then falls <laughs> down. <laughs> he realizes he's flying like straight into a brick wall and he holds up a sign that says sucker. And then he turns into a sucker for a moment. His head, his head turns into a donkey head real quick. <laughs> and then he has one of those lumps that comes way out of his hair. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't wear his helmet. <laughs> so anyway thor of course saves their lives they get back to asgard um and uh naturally odin is oh no odin no 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 odin oh, shows up odin on shows up. yeah odin shows up i forgot and that's his, right lofi's like dude what the hell isn't odin riding a horse or something when I he shows up I yes he's on a no, horse we, isn't he, he might be i'm, I'm not pretty sure. sure he's on a horse yes i just know something he shows like up and lofi's like dude why are your kids here trying to fight me? And he's like, look, I didn't mean they, I didn't send them here. They just came. And then Lofi's completely irrational and says, well, you know, it's screw peace. This is war now. And then like pulls out a frost knife to stab uh, Odin and Odin does the, you shall not pass from Lord of the Rings and, a bright white light is there and pushes them all away, and then they're all just gone. I could have used that bright white light for the rest yes. of the scene. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, Odin comes in to save the day, transport them all back to Asgard. And boy, oh boy, does he yell at Thor. Oh, he does. Oh, Thor gets man. a butt-chewing from oh, his papa. Oh, Anthony Hopkins doing that angry Anthony Hopkins yell. It's oh, good the stuff. best part is when Loki tries to step in. So and, oh, my God, and he goes, and ah! Yeah, uh, Anthony Hopkins is chewing out Thor for doing this, uh, for, you know, going off without or against his orders. And Loki steps in to try to, I guess, vouch for Thor. Yeah. And Anthony Hopkins doesn't even say away or be gone. He, he just, just goes, growls. Arr! He growls at he him. He does. He actually growls. I think He's I read somewhere. Bilbo's. I read somewhere that uh, that wasn't in the script, and that Tom Hiddleston actually got scared whenever Anthony Hopkins, as would any Wouldn't person, yeah. <laughs> I'd be terrified. Yeah, I would never want Anthony Hopkins to make a ma- for a man who. Even whenever he's playing like a psychopath, he comes across as super calm and collected. For him to growl at me would scare the shit out of yeah. me. Yes. I don't mess with Anthony Hopkins. Um, so, long story short, Odin banishes Thor. He strips him of his royal strips title. Strips him of all that in yeah. his clothes. Yeah, takes his, takes his <laughs> awesome armor off, uh, takes, or takes Mjolnir away, uh, and he whispers... A, I guess a spell? Yeah, an incantation. An incantation, there you go. Uh, it's... For whoever shall be deemed worthy may wield the hammer and with it the power of Thor or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, so he throws both Thor and the hammer to Earth. Yep, and that's what makes the hammer, like, unmovable. Yeah. Because up to this point, anyone could pick up Mjolnir. I guess. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and nobody can pick this thing up when it's on Earth. Yeah, well, because he nobody can nobody can pick it up on Asgard either. Well, because, I'm, I just meant like once it ends yeah, up on Earth in yeah. this movie, he gives the incantation, throws it to New Mexico, and this <laughs> throws it to New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and then Bugs Bunny pops up and says something about taking a wrong turn in Albuquerque. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's and this confusing. is where it like uh, meets back up with the beginning of the movie where yeah. the portal comes down and Thor is all disoriented and then he gets hit by the car driven by Jane Foster. and Which clearly he Selvig. hasn't lost all of his powers like we would think he would be. Well, they kind of just clip him. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, that's true. But he does get hit by a car yeah. twice in this yeah, movie. That's true. He gets tased. Uh, he gets knocked out. It's a whole thing. Yeah, so Thor, he comes up. He's aggressive because he's freaking out because, of course, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Um, which scares the three scientists in the car. So he The gets, scientist three. The scientist three. <laughs> so they you got Jane doll. So they hit, uh, they hit Thor with a taser, which knocks him out. Isn't it Darcy that shoots yeah, him too? Yeah, it's kind of funny. It's like played for laughs. He's like, how dare you talk to Thor, son of Odin, like that. You threaten me with such a puny weapon. And then in the middle of the word weapon, he gets tased and goes down. And Is it just one of those handheld tasers? No, it's it's, it's a, a shootout full, thing. It's like a cop taser. Yeah. Like she shouldn't have that. Yeah, what? <laughs> I've never seen a girl with one of those. I've seen no, girls I don't with think like... They, I don't think like a civilian's allowed to have mace one of those. And what, stuff. a shooting taser? Yeah. Look, if I Are want those to, legal? Li- literally, I can apply to buy a tank right now if I wanted to. Yeah, I know. I just, <laughs> I, I'm not saying it's not stupid. I'm just saying I don't think you're allowed to. Have no, one. what I mean, what I mean is that you can probably own them. I don't know how you own them. Oh, you okay. can own anything. Yeah, that's true. true. That's and that's all I'll say true. about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, they take him to the hospital because I guess they feel guilty for hitting them hitting him with the car and then tasing him right in a row. <laughs> so they take yeah. him to the, to the hospital. The doctors are trying to take care of him. Thor wakes up again, starts freaking out, Beats punching the doctors. the shit yeah. out of these doctors. Yeah. I watched a woman get hit yeah, in yeah, a Thor movie. Yeah, he's punching these doctors. He's throwing them all around the room because even though he lost his powers at this point, he still looks like he's built out of marble. Well, because he he's could, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he could still throw these doctors all over this room. Yeah. Until one of them, I guess, hits him with a tranquilizer and yeah, like while he's six doing of the them same thing. Pin him yeah. up and he's ranting and raving about it's, Thor, it's, son it's of the Odin. Same joke. Yeah. It's the same joke. And they shoot him in the ass. Like they show them pulling his pants down and sh- putting the needle in his like left butt cheek and knocking him out. I feel like they this was an opportunity missed to connect it to the Incredible Hulk a little bit. They could have had two scientists uh, with two separate needles. Two separate really both long butt needles. cheeks at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> meat in the middle. The meat in the middle. No, don't take it. <laughs> What's cracking? Uh, so anyway, um, so Thor, of course, gets knocked out again. Um, they The scientists... Uh, What's his name? Eric, I think. Selvig. Selvig. Eric, Professor. I think, I think it's Eric Selvig, isn't it? Selvig. Selvig. With a G, but yeah. Professor okay. Selvig. So, yeah. yeah. So, Professor Selvig is trying to get them to leave uh, because they just think that he's like a crazy homeless guy who's in remarkable shape with well-coiffed hair, trimmed beard, doesn't stink. You know. <laughs> well-spoken. You know, homeless people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a very well-spoken. <laughs> homeless person so they're trying to get him to leave to just shit. saying that he's uh just saying he's homeless but uh jane i think finds herself strangely attracted to this incredibly attractive man it's i don't know what it weird. is about him but i think he's just got a warm soul 
and <laughs> rippling pecs. It's his personality. Everything she's seen of his personality so far. So they the go, yelling, they getting tased. Seriously, this relationship is purely based on physical. Attraction. It is lust one hundred percent. Because like stupid. Thor has fought alongside Lady Sif and badass warriors mm-hmm. back in Asgard. Why would he possibly want? Natalie Portman other than she looks like Natalie Portman. Yeah, exactly. Um so they go back to the hospital um uh, because I guess Jane makes uh the professor feel bad. Um but Thor has escaped. Oh. Um so they're leaving the hospital again and then they hit Thor with the van again. Oh my gosh. And knock him down again. So this is so he's been hit by a car, tased, tased tranked, knocked out. And hit by a yeah. car. But he's just a man now, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> you can, you guys can do this too. You can't. Don't do that. Um. So they take him with him. Which? Why would you go with these people who have done this? They've hit you with a car twice, tranquilized you, stunned or tased you, and it's, then he just gets in and leaves. It's with because them. one of them looks like Natalie Portman. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they get back to, I, I assume, what is uh, Jane's apartment or house or something? Uh, I think it's, no, because she's staying in uh, the mobile home that we see later in the movie. Natalie Portman is living in a trailer in yeah. this movie. Yeah, just, that's what this movie is like. <laughs> this yeah, is, this she's is, the Martina of this movie. <laughs> absolutely. I think this is his lab? Her lab? I don't know, but anyway, they, lab? they get back to it, whatever it is. Uh, which begs the question, she gives Thor some of her ex-boyfriend's clothes. Why are those at the lab? Yeah. And her <laughs> ex-boyfriend was as big as Chris Hemsworth? This lady, I mean, she's Natalie Portman, so of yeah. course. Um, it's funny, though. Her ex-boyfriend was a doctor named Donald Blake, MD, which if you're a comic fan, you'll recognize that as Thor's pseudonym on Earth uh, in the original comic books. He was Donald Blake until he smacked his walking stick on the ground and it transformed him into Thor and the walking stick would become Mjolnir. But if he lost Mjolnir for more than 60 seconds, he'd become Donald Blake again. Which was ridiculous. And I think Marvel ended up giving, getting a, doing away with all yeah, that. Yeah, they got rid of all of it. Um, Good call, Marvel. Yeah. So uh, she, gives him the, uh, she gives him the clothes and makes doe eyes at him for like a solid 60 oh, seconds. This has one of the dumbest lines in the movie. She like he like holds up the shirt that has Donald Blake's name tag on it and he goes, What's that? And she goes, Oh, sorry, that was my ex's. He was great at saving lives, but not at relationships. Oh. I don't give a shit about your problems, oh. Natalie. Oh, she got him. <laughs> um so I hate that line. Uh Thor, uh I guess I guess they overhear somebody or it's like on the radio. I don't really know. They overhear somebody talking about a satellite that crashed 50 miles away. So Thor decides to go. The professor tries to get Jane just to leave Thor be. Um, Thor, he walks into town, I guess, because he's going 50 miles north or west or whatever. Uh, he walks into town to buy a horse at a pet store. Oh, that's right. What? Oh, wait. Yeah. Uh, mean you you skipped over part where Odin passes out like he's had too much energy taken out of him or something yeah something like that he goes into the Odin sleep goes into Odin sleep wait no 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 that doesn't happen yet it does because that's the first note that I have in here from when I started watching it when I walked in and after it, it says Thor asks creepy pet shop owner oh. in a Christmas sweater and this for thing a has horse. it out of order well and then we're also missing the diner scene 
because that happens before he finds out about the satellite, the whole smashing the glass, another blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it does. This thing has it in a different order. It does order. because that's, he's still an asshole at that point because he talks about how his weak human body needs nourishment, eats the whole package of Pop-Tarts, then they go get Oh, dinner. that's right. That's right. You are that's right. That's where they hear it. They hear it on, uh, they hear it on the news in the diner. Um, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So they, uh, Thor says that he needs food, even though he ate an entire box of pop tarts. Yeah. So they go to this diner in the town. Um, and he's you, just a normal guy, guys. If you see, if you've seen the trailer, then you've seen this. The, yeah. This drink. I like it. Was Another. It, was it coffee? I yeah. Don't, I guess. I think it was coffee. I mean, it was a mug that he smashed. So I assume it's coffee. Coffee or Orange juice? Who would put orange <laughs> juice in a mug, though? Yeah, anything other than coffee in a mug is just weird. At a diner. Like, it I'll drink orange juice out of a mug at my wrong. house. Um, so he, uh, yeah, so they're they're in the diner, and ha, 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 he's so foreign, isn't he? Um, this is very much a Tarzan and Jane scenario. Yeah, it is, yeah. Two. it's a This uncivilized acting guy with long hair and an incredible physique. And her name is Jane. Exactly. And she's there to study or something. Blew my mind. Um, Yeah. So then that's whenever they hear that the satellite has crashed in the desert. So Thor goes out to investigate, um, walks into a pet store and says, I need a horse. It's like, we don't have a horse. Because we just have dogs and cats and birds. And he says, well, get me one of those large enough to ride. Yeah. It made me laugh. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. And <laughs> Especially because how silly like Asgardian depictions can mm-hmm. be and everything. It's perfect for that. And then we flash back to Asgard mm-hmm. and Loki, who when they were on Jutenheim, he was grabbed by the Frost Giants at one point. And with most of the most of them, all the other Asgardians that were there, if they got touched by the Ice Giants, they'd start to freeze. Loki just turned blue. Yeah, one of them, the fat one, gets grabbed at one point. Yeah. He says, don't let them touch you. Yeah, this one grabs Loki by the arm, and Loki starts looking like a frost giant. And mm-hmm. so he goes to Odin, and he's like, I know what I am, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's Loki, a frost giant. Yeah, uh, shut up. I was afraid of that. Is that the dumb joke you had loaded up? <laughs> I think so. I, don't I hope so. I feel like I had another one somewhere. Man, but yeah, we're, it, we're, it's revealed to us that when... Odin went to Jutenheim, wiped everyone out, lost his eye. He also found a baby, Lofi, the leader of the Ice Giants, or Frost Giants' son, and uh, took him, named him Loki, which is really weird considering his dad's name is Lofi. Oh, you must mean Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> Raises him as his own and turns I guess him he was... white? And he says... Yeah. He oh, says God. It. I know! <laughs> He says he was like tiny, like he wasn't a giant, like Like he should be. So he was abandoned. Yeah. And he decided (laughs) he would raise him and maybe one day he could help bring peace between the frost giants and the Asgardians. And this pisses Loki off. And yeah, he turns him white. Loki's just, oh my God. I didn't even even think about that. He picks him up and he just turns white and smiles. (laughs) Like, oh, thank God I'm white now. (laughs) It's Uh, really messed up. Loki starts just screaming and yelling at Odin. And Odin is like, oh God, my heart, I can't take it. And just passes out. He, he, goes, he goes into Odin sleep. The Odin sleep. sleep. And they say it as one word, and I hear it as one word, and it's stupid. It is one word. 
Odin sleep. Yeah. I actually woke up from Ren sleep uh, when they started watching this movie. Yep, I had no idea you were even here. Yeah. I don't think Jacob did either. Ren was supposed to go to work today. He didn't. I don't know why. He didn't. But he didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've been home all day by myself, I thought. So Odin is taking his Odin nap, and uh, Thor asks the creepy pet shop owner if he can uh, get a bird or something to fly. <laughs> uh, because previously, another thing that we left out, S.H.I.E.L.D. confiscates all of the research and computers and everything. Yeah, Agent Coulson shows up and that's takes right. everything away. Ah, uh, Clark Gregg. Oh, we will love you and everything. We will. My delight. I love him. And uh, so whenever Thor is trying to go get a ride or something so that he can go find the hammer, uh, Jane Foster pulls up in her awesome, like, like military crate. It's a Humvee. Yeah, it's the, the car that Tony Stark was riding in when it got when he got blown up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's it's what she hit Thor with at the beginning of this movie. Yeah, that you know that she hit Thor with twice, and he should be dead. Yes, <laughs> and so she tells Thor she'll give him a ride out there if he can get her research back from them. Yeah, and he says that he can, and so they sneak off to Shield. S.H.I.E.L.D. has set up this base around the hammer where previously a bunch of people were trying to lift the hammer, like all these rednecks and it stuff. It was a bunch of hillbilly shit. They and have that's a barbecue where got, out next to the hammer. That's <laughs> where we got the Stan Lee cameo because he's yeah. driving a truck trying to pull the hammer. Yeah. And the truck, is, it tears the back end of the truck Completely off. Completely off. Yeah, it's it really is. It's like a it's like a redneck yacht club thing. Like they're all there drinking beer and like whooping and hollering. <laughs> <laughs> Playing washers and stuff next to the hammer. <laughs> so yeah, S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up taking over the whole scene and uh, they've got this weird, it's like E.T., like these tubes that people yeah. walk through. Yeah, it's like a style uh, thing. temporary base, but it's shaped in a real weird way. It is. Like, I was almost like, where you're supposed to think it looks like something. Exactly. Yeah. I kept thinking, what is this supposed to be shaped yeah. like? But and I think it's just a cool layout. Yeah. Um, and in the middle of the whole thing, pretty much, is Thor's hammer stuck yeah. in the mud. Mjolnir encased in like rock. It which, almost looks like it's fossil. It's like Excalibur, there. basically. Yeah, yeah, which I just want to say, when something hits the ground with enough force to create a crater... A pillar of rock does not rise to meet it. I think it's they've dug out around it. Well, no, because that's well, how they find it. Yeah, when they when you, when that's it's how first the shown, yeah, when oh, it's first really? shown, it has yeah. like this pillar of rock underneath it. It's like a stump of mud. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, when you throw like throw a baseball at your plaster wall, and the plaster won't come out in like a column out of your wall it'll dent your wall because yeah. of course it will and it's really weird because thor is with jane he tells her i'm gonna go get my hammer i'm gonna go get mjolnir and uh he sneaks in through the fence surrounding the whole base and then uh they notice that part of the the fence has been compromised so they're sending guys out there yep and then it starts raining and thor smiles because he's like happy that he'll be able to get in through uh, like using the rain as like a guy's yeah. uh, an easier way to sneak in, but he's not sneaky at all. He immediately starts kicking everybody's ass. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, no, I think he's smiling because uh, with rain, there's thunder usually. And mm. he's the God of thunder. Okay. Cause I wasn't sure. I was like, why are you smiling? You're just, you're going to make a big scene anyway, dude. Thunder baby. I guess so. Um, 
And so he starts kicking everybody's ass, and then some impractical guy is about to grab a gun, but then he opts for a bow and arrow over the gun. I wonder who that could be. I don't uh, know. Shield agent Bent Larton? Uh, I know. I think it's uh, Shield Agent Plain Yogurt. I will kill you. It's Barton Fink. I think is the name. <laughs> it's Hawkeye. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Whose name is Bart? Clinton Barton. Clint Barton. That's Weird right. name, but Hawkeye's like a badass name. <laughs> so yeah, this guy goes and jumps in like this. What is it? What I don't know, like it? a basket. Yeah, it's like a metal... it's like a basket that pulls him up. It's an elevator that leads nowhere and is just outside. It's like held by a crane or something. Yeah, and so he it he says, needs like that bird's eye view. Yeah, basically. it actually on the outside of it it says Hawkeye's nest, no girls allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Which the bird stuff that they try to do with this character is so stupid. Yeah, I get his name is Hawkeye, is. but like even in Avengers, he's up in his nest or something, and it's just him like wrapped around a pole, looking down on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you're still a human being, dude. Yeah, they but wrote he's him naked all... for some reason and just sliding down the pole. Very and he's slowly. laid eggs up there. It's weird. <laughs> they wrote him a whole lot better. In like Age of Ultron and Civil War, because he's just bad. He's a and, lot better once they get yeah. to that movie. Um, so Thor has beat up most everybody, but then this huge black guy comes out and is preventing him from getting all the way to the hammer. So. This is another scene. It was so dark, and this dude was so dark skinned. I thought it was a guy wearing a mask. I honestly <laughs> did. Yeah, this is it's it. The fact that he is black is relevant because, yeah, you you just about can't see this guy. Yeah. 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 We're not just pointing out the fact that he's black. And then, like, this white supremacist starts fighting this black dude. And we're all like, hell yeah, white guy. And at first he's getting beat up. He's getting blacked. And uh... (laughs) (laughs) Thor's ass is getting pounded. Suddenly the guard is just wearing a white T-shirt and briefs. (laughs) And Thor's just in cotton panties. (laughs) (laughs) So they tear through the side of like the plastic tubing of this base. And they're fighting out in the mud. And Thor does this like jump up and kicks the guy in the chest which my god someone the size of chris hemsworth just kicking you right in the chest that would hurt. that's gotta break something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i think the guy is is that the finishing move or is the guy still kind of getting up a little bit he gets back that? up i don't remember. and i'm just thinking no way you're down dude you're yeah down for the count he's got work boots on and kicked you in the chest and he's chris hemsworth uh-uh anyway thor beats him and uh he finally gets to Mjolnir and I think uh, Agent Coulson is kind of letting him because he wants to see if this guy can get it. Yeah. yeah, he keeps telling Hawkeye like Hawkeye keeps being like, hey, I'm going to take the shot. Can I take the shot? Can I take the shot? And Coulson keeps kind of holding yeah, him off. He says, do you want do you want me to take him out or uh, do you want to send more guys for him to beat up or something like that? Because he knows that there's no stopping this dude. Uh, so Thor finally gets to the hammer and he grabs it, but he's unworthy still. And he can't lift the hammer. He starts like freaking out at one point. It looks like he's shitting himself. He's uh, exactly. So I've hard. got that here. He's unworthy and can't pick it up. But at least he makes a poop face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Heimdall Heimdall is watching from up above. Yeah, and he's like sad back about in Asgard. It. Yeah, he's it zooms in on his sad eyes. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they 
capture Thor and they've got him in this room and Coulson questions him about where he received his training and asks him if it was Afghanistan. Yeah, he asks him <laughs> Pakistan, Afghanistan. It's like this guy looks like a Nazi Germany training manual for what to make yourself look like. No, but <laughs> seriously, which member or which part of the white supremacist organization are you in? And then Odin goes down to Afghanistan and finds a baby and turns it white. (laughs) (laughs) And names it Posama bin Laden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I never thought you would discover your true heritage. (laughs) So... uh... Coulson leaves the room because Thor's not saying anything. And then Loki shows up mm-hmm. and he's dressed in normal, like human clothing. Yeah, Cause he's... he knew Thor was banished to Midgard. And so if anyone came in, he, he wouldn't look like an alien Christian, I guess just earth, just yeah. say earth, earth. <laughs> <laughs> but no one, no one sees him. He's like, that, yeah, that's true. Invisible. Well, he's not invisible. There's nobody else in the room. But later, he's lifting. He's oh, trying to lift that's the hammer true. Right out in the view of everybody. Kenneth Branagh's not him. a great director, Ren. That's it's the answer. Weird. It's weird. Anyway, yeah, Loki's got like this suit and coat on and like a scarf around his neck. He yeah. looks like Doctor Who. Like he he's dressed up like he the does. Doctor. Yeah. I guarantee there were fan posters for Doctor Who. Like oh, when the next yes. Doctor was going to be chosen and it's got Tom Hiddleston As a all fan over of that Doctor thing. Who, I wouldn't be about that. <laughs> um, and he tells Thor that Odin is dead. Yeah, and, and that, like his mom is not doesn't want Thor to come back, which is both are big fat lies, big old fat yes. lies. Yeah, but he thinks because he was banished, it was too much for his dad to take, and that's why his dad died, and that's why his mom hates him now suddenly. Yeah, which is a good lie. It makes sense yeah. to Thor, but he's not there to see anything of what's but going on. Thor is also not very smart. Also, Rene Russo plays Thor's mom. Yeah, which is just kind of a thing. Yeah, it's something we didn't thing. mention, but yeah, I she, hadn't seen she her. exists. Yeah. I hadn't seen her in anything in like ten years at yeah, least, something so like that. It was interesting to see her pop it's up. Been a long while. Uh, so then Loki leaves, and he tries to lift the hammer before he goes, but he's unworthy of it, and he just thinks, "Well, whatever, I don't need it anyway." And becoming yeah. more unworthy by the second. Yes, he is. Um, so then Selvig shows up. And tells Coulson that Thor was actually one of his colleagues and he was just distraught that they took all their research. And that's why he came there and was Kicked able to everyone's beat. ass. Yeah. yeah I don't. And he blames it on steroids. If I yes. took if steroids, I, if he's I took, a fitness nut. If I took one look at Chris Hemsworth, a that man is not a physicist. And if I spoke to Chris Hemsworth, I feel like that would kind of confirm it for me, particularly in this movie. He comes across as pretty dim. Yeah. That's like a that's a Michael Bay casting choice. Chris Hemsworth as a physicist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I Denise think Richards as didn't, a physicist. Didn't like Yui Ball, didn't he cast uh what's her name? Um from like my boss's daughter, Tara Reed. He cast her as a physicist in Alone in the Dark, I think. Or I as don't like a know. biologist. Man. I don't that watch makes... Alone in the Dark. I don't watch I, I don't watch U- Uwe Ball. Uwe, Ball. Yeah. Uwe, there Uwe you go. Ball. But I don't watch his shit. Oh man, Definitely. I love, dude. Those are like those are my uh, those are like my drunk late night movies. Ugh, I love watch. I love watch. Have you guys seen Blood Rain? It is yes, the I've worst thing Rain. in the world. <laughs> I've seen House of the Dead, and uh, yeah. my god, uh, it's oh, disgusting. Also, he did Postal. 
Yeah. Which is disgustingly bad. He's just so incompetent as He's a director. He's so bad at being a director, but he doesn't know that. And so, like... At one point, he decided to have a boxing match between him and all the film critics like who called his movies bad. Three film critics who trashed his movie. Yeah. Which, yeah. Also, if you're a person, let's you could not set up an easier boxing match than a boxing match with film critics. I feel like that doesn't sound like a particularly. Oh yeah, intimidating these guys group. are not cut out to be. Fighting I feel like at I all. could take Roger Ebert, especially now. Well, and he be, does rest beat the crap peace. out of them too. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he beat the shit out of all three of them. <laughs> Did he do it at once, or was it like I'm one not in the sure. next year? Like he didn't fight all three of a them fatal, at once. A fatal four-way boxing match. Fuck, <laughs> girl, that man has a family. <laughs> um, so let's see. Uh, Selvig takes Thor to a bar to get drunk. Yeah. Uh, Coulson knows that Selvig's lying about who Thor is because they bring it up on their computer that his identification's been mm-hmm. falsified or it, whatever. It does that thing where computers and movies where you have to have things in really big letters so that it can be seen by the people. Falsified yeah, identity it says falsified or something. In re- big, like, it's like a big red label that says falsified on it in clear view of everybody, but <laughs> Coulson's the only one who notices it. <laughs> and uh, But Coulson lets him go anyway, but tells them to... Like, tells the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents to follow him and keep track yeah. of him. And tells Selvig not to let Thor drink anymore. Uh, but he totally just takes him straight to a bar. And Immediately they're drunk. to a bar. And um, this is Selvig where he tells him... the Boilermaker, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Boilermaker. Yeah, this man should never say that word. It yeah. sounds so unnatural. Boilermaker is something I hear yelled at a bar at one thirty in the morning where there are a bunch of guys wearing tap-out t-shirts yeah. and, like, Ed Hardy shirts Get underneath some boilermakers. their tap-out t-shirts. Bro, come on. Stellan Skarsgård, great actor. Shouldn't say Boilermaker ever yeah. again. <laughs> it's, like he, it's, it's like he went up and ordered a Jaeger bomb. It would just be bizarre. Jaeger would be good. But Jaeger bomb bombs. Would, Jaeger, Jaeger would be fine if he said it. Bomb is where it drops. He would say bomb. <laughs> bomb. bomb. <laughs> Jaeger. Jaeger bombs. <laughs> Get us some Jagger bombs. <laughs> so they drink a bunch and he makes Thor promise to leave town because he doesn't want Thor messing up Jane's life basically yeah uh, cuz he cares for her like that's a father that's probably why you thought he was her dad is maybe he has, yeah like, a there was a very paternal relationship her. there yeah unfortunately thor is a man who can eat an entire box of pop tarts and then a whole meal at waffle house or whatever so uh selvig gets really drunk with thor but thor doesn't get drunk no. and he takes i was wondering how he knew where jane's trailer house was but he takes Selvig back to her house. Yeah. And uh, then he and Jane fall asleep by a fire after he confirms all of her suspicions about like multiple realms or dimensions or something and how everything is connected. Again, we get a trailer line uh, about science and magic and how in Asgard, science and magic are one. Are yes. one and the same. Um, so yeah, they fall asleep by the fire. It's real romantic, but they don't have any sex <laughs> or romantic tension and no. then back in <laughs> asgard <chemistry. laughs> no back in asgard we've got the warriors three who are like what the fat one is just eating yeah in a gross way yeah Which... he's laying he's laying down and eating and it's gross as a fat person <laughs> rude 
That's not what we're all like. That's what I'm like. But that's not what we're all. I don't like. think this actor is actually fat at all. I don't anyway, think so. He's Which dressed up fat to look face. fat. But he sure he's is in fat face. But he sure is laying down and eating. Laying I'm boycotting. Down and eating is gross. Unless if you're not sick, don't lay down and eat. It's gross every time. How do you? Yeah, you feel gross when you do it. If you've ever tried it, it's just like, man, what am I doing with my life? Is the only thought that if runs you're laying down head. and eating, you're eating something that you ordered. You didn't make anything. I'm uncomfortable with this <laughs> well, line of. I've this nice three-course meal. Time to lay down in my bed and eat it. <laughs> I don't want to be on this podcast anymore. As Christian g- thinks about the, all the food he has on his nightstand. As Christian's <laughs> thighs move in the breeze. <laughs> and then is it Fendral? Uh, the blonde one. Yeah, what's his yeah, name? Fendral. Fain- Fendral or Fendral or anyway, something like that. Benadryl. Uh, Benadryl knocks, <laughs> knocks the plate out of fat guy's hands. And he starts ranting about how they need to do something. And the fat guy says, do not mistake my appetite for apathy. Stupid writing. (laughs) Christian Cook's entire personality. That might be my sky poem for this movie. That line, do not mistake my appetite for apathy. (laughs) Not mine. Um, But there are also more scenes sprinkled here and there of the warriors three, like trying to figure out what to do. And also them hanging out with Thor and Thor talking about how great they are. Yeah. Good friends. There's more building up relationships. Yeah. There, but um, anyway, Thor's friends go to Heimdall and say that they want him to open the Bifrost so that they can go to earth and get Thor back. And Heimdall does this thing where he's totally not going to help him, but he leaves his sword inside the Bifrost, which opens the portal. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. King um, Loki sees it. And is yeah, just Loki, who's miffed. assumed the throne at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's mad, and so he's going to go uh, confront Heimdall. Yeah. Um, they take the Bifrost, and uh, Loki sends Gort to make sure that Thor and his friends don't return. Gort is the giant robot. That yeah, he. About I think yeah. he specifically says, "Kill my brother, kill them all." And I'm like, "Does he?" I thought he just said, "Make sure friends. Thor doesn't return" or something like that. Oh, he. Well, I th- he make sure Thor doesn't return. Kill them all. Yeah, he, he definitely all. says destroy them all. At which point, I'm confused because at the beginning of the movie, they were all like friend friends, like they all were brotherly. Who's they all? Uh, the Warriors Three, Lady Sif, Thor, and Loki. Oh yeah, and then there's a weird line later well. that we we'll get to. Yeah, but it's it's like a it's like a Anakin Skywalker heel turn where he's like reporting Emperor Palpatine to the Jedi Council. Like I think he might be a Sith Lord, and then like three in movie minutes later, he's pledging allegiance to Emperor Palpatine and killing children. Yeah, it's it's very it's, it's very jarring. Yeah, it is jarring. It's like very he, like quick. Loki's jealous all throughout the movie, of course, because Thor is going to ascend the throne or whatever. Yeah, but the idea that did it again. The idea that uh. The idea that he would turn against his family and against these friends he's known for, you know, however 5, long. 5,000 years, pretty much. 5,000 years is ridiculous. Yeah. I get, like, everything that he knew about himself has been turned upside down, but it is, it's still very... Yeah, but I mean... The character development's just not there. If I woke up tomorrow and found out I was an alien or something, I wouldn't be mad at my parents. I'd be excited. And honestly... I'm different. Honestly, honestly, it's the same way for Thor. Like Thor, he's an entitled brat all through the beginning of this movie. And then like I understand maybe 
you know, he, he turns out to be a good guy in the end. And I would yeah. understand, like, he's being good toward these people because these people helped him. Mm-hmm. But he turns into, like, this good, pure-hearted warrior or yeah. whatever like that. I what think that is that's it silly. That makes him worthy again? Um, it's oh. during the um, Destroyer fight. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll talk yeah. about it. We're almost so there. So the Gort, the Destroyer thing robot shows up and they turn this small new mexican town into smallville from yeah Man of Steel. the uh <laughs> the warriors three show up but the big difference is that it shows them like ushering people out and saving civilians and stuff whereas yeah. man of steel does none of that yeah, yeah they're cause... like that's oh that's what makes thor the good guy is he's well, he's like hey, hold on because we're not e- we haven't even talked about the warriors three getting there yet all right that all, all right all right Oh, All that's right. right. They show up and yeah. they're like banging on the door. Uh, uh, these two shield agents see them and they're like, is there a renaissance fair? And no, the other guy's like, no, there's not. And so he, what the other, there are two of them. The white one calls it in and says, hey, um, Robin Hood and Xena, the warrior princess are here. And Jackie Chan. And Jackie Chan. Oh, my God. Right. Because there's an Asian dude. That's it. That's horrible. And he doesn't, he hasn't, he's not, not shown off like martial arts or anything. No. It's just an In Asian fact, guy. In fact, he carries a mace. <laughs> so anything, he's, he's a tank. Um, so they see them, uh, the, the shield agents see them, but they go to where Thor is with um, Jane and Selvig yeah. and Darcy. And so they're kind of surprised to see some people that look like they could be Asgardians show up. Yeah. And then the destroyer shows up and starts wrecking the town and the warriors three try to fight it off. Yeah. Uh, He's got his giant one laser beam that comes out like a laser beam, but looks like fire building up in him. So I don't actually know what it is. And then Thor reflects it with his hammer. So maybe Thor doesn't have his hammer yet. Well, but later on Thor reflects it it with his hammer. So I don't actually know what it is. It's similar to like tell I don't know if y'all have ever seen Jason and the Argonauts, the 1960s huh. movie, but there's a giant statue full of lava. Is that the that Colossus movie. of Rhodes? Sort of. It's I think oh. it's Telos is what it is. But oh. anyway, they end up defeating it by draining all of the lava out of it that powers it or something. <laughs> but I was thinking of that because this thing is basically just a metal husk like that with yeah. fire inside. I think yeah. it's like a fiery laser. I don't. I don't know. A what fiery that laser is. that can be reflected by metal. Got it. There Lasers. is one cool <laughs> moment uh, where Lady Sif jumps on its back yeah. and stabs through it with a spear, and it shuts down for a second, but then powers back. Which, up because it's made of like these metal rings, rings basically, of. they all just spin around and it turns its entire body facing the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm curious: is this thing like, is it sentient? Because how? Why would it feign death? She stabs it and it like powers well, it down and everything. Might actually make it shut down for a second. I, I mean, I. It's get... like a Terminator. It just gets shut down for a second and then reboots. Yes. Yeah. And then I don't think it's sentient at all. Though he like, well, not he, but the Destroyer like beats the shit out of the Warriors Three, especially and Lady the fat Sif. one because he's yeah. limping at the oh, end. Oh yeah, and, they're and then carry he, him out. he gets hit very hard. Thor finally decides to step in and he steps up to the Oh, destroyer. Coulson shows up too. Oh, that's from right. From when the agents call in. Yeah. And Thor calls him son of Cole. Yeah, it's real like funny. A lot. Yeah, I always uh, like that thrown in. Thor like gets all up in his face and he says, Loki, if you want to kill me, kill me. Don't gets kill up my in friends. the robot's yeah. face. He says, don't kill my friends. Don't kill... Uh, 
all these innocent humans. The robot beats the shit out of Thor. It hits him really hard in the face with like a backhand. It's yeah. a straight and up it's pimp the most slap. Awkward CGI too. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. It looks that's it's like I feel like big like big robots and like mechs and stuff like that moving quickly especially interspersed with real people always looks pretty bad well, and, it's, with, and it's bright outside too i so. thought the same thing when the warriors three were there how when you just have thor with humans it's fine but when you have a big group of asgardians around normal people they look that like they stand out in a bad way it looks more like cosplay or something yeah than it yeah it's like in the bright light like because even on asgard the lighting is a little more dim and moody but in the bright light on Earth in New Mexico, their costumes, they look plasticky. Yeah. And yeah, it's their weapons look. look, even Mjolnir looks plasticky. Yeah. I wish that they had done all this on the ice planet so it was pitch black and we couldn't see anything. I but, can't get uh, enough of that cape. <laughs> Thor, like, is laying there dying. Yeah. And then Mjolnir rockets yeah. out of the shield base yeah because thor has become worthy by sacrificing himself for these people yeah thor is straight up dead yeah also yeah he dies in jane's arms mm-hmm. like like superman <laughs> dying after doomsday yeah yeah he yeah he gets hit he gets pimp slapped to death and somehow from a pimp slap gains a just a short scar across his eye mm. yeah one of those perfect awesome movie scars yeah oh yeah. man if i see another short scar that starts below the hairline and ends above the cheekbone in one more movie i'm gonna lose my What's mind What's funny is with uh star wars episode seven kylo ren got cut like down the middle of his forehead across his nose and then they moved and it. then they moved it for the next one because <laughs> they thought it looked cooler <laughs> give me a I break i know i remember i remember seeing that and thinking come on guys everybody in the world saw this movie hell star <laughs> right? wars like is the my continuity. original I would much rather have continuity than I would like something that to them looks cooler. Yeah, look, Kylo Ren, he's not a badass character. He's not, and that's fine. <laughs> I think <laughs> Kylo Ren is he's intimidating, but I wouldn't say in a badass way. I wouldn't say that that's his thing. Yeah. He's tortured or whatever, but Hell, not Star badass. Wars is the original like eye scar for me to make someone look more badass. The first time I ever remember seeing it was on Anakin in episode 3. And I remember seeing the movie and thinking, where'd that scar come from? I doubt that's the original version of that. It's not, but that's Considering for me, the Lion King did it with their character named Scar. Like... That's the first one I remember. <laughs> I'm sure it happened like back in the 60s or something. Yeah, in this, this trope has been going for decades and I don't like it anymore. Y'all leave me Either way, long. Thor catches the hammer and uh brings him back to life and also it forms... shocks him back to life it's like a yeah. he like gets defibrillated by lightning <laughs> which yes. would kill you again by the way <laughs> <laughs> but not it's magic lightning <laughs> no 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 he's only mostly dead <laughs> and it forms all of his armor and like mm-hmm. the scales yeah all the all the all arms. the armor that odin ripped off of him earlier it comes back because he got struck by lightning yep and uh jane gets super wet she's like is this is this how you normally look and he's like yeah most of the time and she goes that's a good look for you (laughs) she does no i think the exact way she says it is even more awkward she just goes it's a good look yeah yeah natalie portman is she's 
I thought that she was wasted, but I hesitate to say the word wasted because she just doesn't give a very good performance. She is a wet paper towel in this movie. Yeah, I don't like it. It's partly like poorly written and partly just she just yeah she just acted. doesn't do well with it, which sucks because yeah. Natalie Portman. The parts where she does the talented. best are yeah. when like they're taking her research and stuff like that, or she's real adamant about learning what the mysteries yeah. are of this thing. But any scene that has to do with her, oh that, looking at Crim's. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, that's just stupid, doe-eyed, wet, paper-thin love thing. Oh, I hate it. It's so dumb. Man, the romantic tension in this movie is non-existent, and you can feel it all throughout. Like it feels very one-sided. Yeah, you're waiting. He's all about her, but it. I don't. Like I believe that she's totally obsessed with him because we see so much of it in the movie. Him, like, falling for her, not so much. I think you're waiting for that moment that, like, crystallizes it, like, where they look in each other's eyes and they both know. And they try to do it with the scene where they fall asleep by the fire, but it doesn't doesn't pay. Yeah, it It doesn't doesn't. pay off at all. That's what – this whole movie is full of, like, character development that just doesn't really make sense. You're not totally sold on it. Yeah, it just doesn't get there. Like, it's character development that can start pretty okay, and then either they jump the gun or they just don't let it happen. Mm-hmm. And what really sucks about it is that you know where every character is going to be, like what their direction their character is going to be going in yeah, from the very start. Yeah, because they telegraph it. It's like, okay, Loki's going to be evil. Thor is going to become worthy again. Jane is totally going to fall for him. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all out in the open. Um, anyway, Thor... Once he grabs the hammer, he easily beats Gore. Oh my God! He like, destroys oh yeah. him. He, he destroys like the a destroyer. tornado of, and it's more destroying the shit out of this town. Like <laughs> yeah, cars are being lifted up into this thing. It's, it's like, like you totally you get the uh, Sokovia, the Sokovia Accords. Is that what it yes. is? Yes, you get those. Like you understand those throughout the beginning of the Marvel or the Marvel franchise, but yes. particularly oh, yeah. in this. He's doing this whole thing to save this town and then destroys it with a lightning thunder tornado. Yeah, it creates a giant tornado and it's full of lightning and the robot gets pulled up into it and then Thor just like slams into it or shoots lightning down into it and it causes this huge shockwave throughout the whole town. Yeah, which mind you, New Mexico is probably glass. used to explosions surrounding shockwaves. Well, I was going to say by the end of this, it actually looks like real New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Any the of vagrants our are standing Mexican in the city friends. limits like someday, someday, someday I'll move in and start spray painting everything. <laughs> We've lost any New Mexico listeners we had. I'm, <laughs> dude, I'm from New Mexico. I was born in Albuquerque. I know. Yeah. You're not one of our listeners. You're one of our creators. Hey, I'm just saying it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I love how every episode we have to justify why we're so shitty towards, <laughs> towards anybody else. Areas. <laughs> not even anybody else. Even just ourselves and everything <laughs> no see it's okay we're like for me south to make park it's jokes. just everyone it's free game yeah. yeah you're all you're all open to critique and destruction yeah and we love y'all because you can take a joke as a straight white man as a room of straight white men we're the only ones allowed to make jokes about everyone i'm actually half mexican so i have that whole utility belt full of those too <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, Jewish, so I've so got some of those. Still back white, in though. Asgard, Loki lets the Frost Giants into Asgard. Yeah. Um, and makes like a deal with the king. What does he say? He's going to give him the. He's going to give him the MacGuffin back. The yeah. cask. Yeah. Or the casket. It's the MacGuffin. It's the MacGuffin. It's the Tesseract (laughs) before the the Tesseract was the Tesseract. It even looks like the Tesseract. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) It's like, dude, go give it back to him then. Why are you letting all of these creatures in? 
There's no reason to let. Oh, like, you mean a these whole... these creatures with a centuries old grudge against you? Huh. Weird that this would go so wrong. Oh, also, uh, <laughs> Loki did approach Heimdall, yeah. and he says like. What does he say? He fires he, him. Yeah, he says, you're relieved of your duty. And, and, and then he like, says, well, then I no longer have like allegiance to you. And yeah. Heimdall tries to kill him with his sword. But Loki pulls out the, the MacGuffin. MacGuffin and freezes Heimdall. And while he's freezing him, he churns like full frost giant with yeah, the his red eyes. eyes get red. And... The carvings on his head. Yes. And then he... But he turns back to being yeah. white. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad we can have a great tasteful allegory for race relations in this movie <laughs> nope <laughs> no <laughs> um so yeah he lets all the frost giants in and then heimdall eventually like that happened before heimdall breaks free from the ice uh while thor is back on earth like calling up to him yeah he's basically like banging at his door like dude wake up let us yeah. in <laughs> and, and then heimdall's been frozen so he breaks free and thor's still yelling and it's like dude give him a minute and then thor... i know you don't know what's happening to him but damn thor and jane make out well and... he breaks free from the ice and then he kills a couple of giants yeah. before opening the bifrost to let thor and friends back in and yeah thor thor and jane, jane make out and then he zips off back away to asgard how do you leave earth and not have sex with Natalie Portman before you leave. I Especially guess he thinks when that he like wants to. At this point, he thinks he's, he's going to yeah, be able to go back. Yeah, he does say he'll come back. He say, yeah. he promises yeah. that he'll come back. Like, he says, yeah, "Baby, girl. baby, so, I'm gonna be right back." Yeah, I assume I assume that that's exactly what he has in mind. <laughs> Bites his lip at her and winks. <laughs> come on, in, let's do it. But yeah, he he kisses her, but forgets to have sex with her, and then for, for, oh damn it. <laughs> Six. God, why every time? <laughs> Thor's a virgin because he just keeps forgetting. He keeps forgetting before he jumps back into the portal thing. It'll show him like the next movie. He's with Jane and then he goes, Sif! <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> so the Frost Giant King attempts to kill Odin, uh, but Loki kills him. Loki blows him up and says, Lofi, the king is over he's Odin. like holding odin's eye open and yeah. telling him like i know you can still see and hear everything yeah. and, and he says how's it gonna feel to be killed by king of the ice giants or frost giants then loki zaps him and says you just got killed by the son of odin and i'm like you cannot redeem yourself Don't, you're not good but i think i think it's a ploy oh yeah it yeah, comes across right. yeah because then the whole uh, reason he lets him in is so that he can make it seem like he's saving the day or something yeah yeah, <laughs> I like to think that Odin's uh, giant bird bed that he's asleep in is like the Asgardian equivalent of a race car bed. <laughs> <laughs> Odin can see and hear everything, but he's too busy going. <laughs> well, no, it's a bird bed, so he's going. Caw, caw, caw. <laughs> Imagine Anthony Hopkins and like some cut blooper scene. Caw, 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 caw. <laughs> 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 That's how he wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Clarice. So Thor returns, hugs his mom, and then turns his attention to Loki. Somehow they end up on the Bifrost. I can't remember. Well, they start arguing, and Loki is like egging Thor on to fight him. And Thor's like, I'm not going to fight you. You're my brother because Thor really does love Loki. That happens once Loki. they get to the Bifrost. No, that's before they get to the Bifrost. No. Or no, no, it's not. 
yeah, because when they're, they're inside yeah, that little they're chamber. In the, the so I don't know how they go from the bedroom to the Bifrost, but <laughs> from the bedroom to the Bifrost, a romantic novel by Jacob Helker. Come on, it's like a Harlequin novel with Thor holding Jane, <laughs> Thor holding Loki, his black hair cascading down. Oh his man, shoulders. that's already on the internet. Somewhere. Oh, it is. Uh, during the promotional, Christian stuff. knows he knows all about well, it. Well, only because during the promotional, accomplished stuff. author Christian Cook. Oh, wasn't there like a Chinese? Poster? Yeah, exactly. During, it was Thor for holding Thor holding Loki. Yeah, uh, for Thor: The Dark World in China, they had a poster where. Thor was like holding Loki from behind and like a loving embrace. I think it literally was they found a poster online. Yeah. And they made that their official poster or something yeah. in some places. <laughs> and they didn't realize that it was just like rule 34. Rule 34. <laughs> I knew what that was way too quick. Um, and then Heimdall is nowhere to be found. Yeah. Now. Jake and I were wondering while we were yeah, watching it. He's like, this guy's like, this, this was, is his whole I think job. I was the one that said it. I was oh, like, wait, yeah, we're definitely. Yeah, yeah. This is his whole job is to make sure that outsiders don't get in. And they're having this whole big fight over outsiders getting in. And he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I do but not know somehow his is. sword is still in the Bifrost and Loki's turned it into a death star that is like destroying the frost giant home planet. Yeah. Which yeah. I guess it can also work as a giant laser too. <laughs> yeah, this is where it gets real confusing. They for plugged me. in a kyber crystal. They flipped a few switches. Did Palpatine I completely said, miss good. a scene where Loki turns the thing on to destroy the planet and beats up Heimdall? No, he didn't. Heimdall disappeared and yeah. came back. Heimdall is just gone. I think it's like, where is this dude? This is a huge plot hole. This yeah. is his whole job. That's his I, whole duty he just is to left prevent his sword this from happening. Yeah. Uh, fans, Damn it, every time! Fans of <laughs> Thor, like this film, all three of you, tell us where Heimdall is because we don't I know. I want to rewatch it and see if we miss something. I do not ever want to rewatch this movie. But don't I, get me wrong. I it's will not for horrible. duty's sake, but I would like to not. Yes. Yeah. I don't um, have a duty. This is the episode. I'm done. So... I serve my nickel. You come and take me. Thor's fighting Loki. He doesn't want to, but he ends up fighting him. And then he can't figure out a way to stop the Bifrost. So he yeah. decides he's going to destroy the Bifrost. Yeah, he the, just breaks the, yeah, rainbow, the, bridge, the rainbow Bridge. Knowing he, he won't be able to have it, yeah. a portal home. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they can just fix that, right? I mean, it's Asgard. But yeah, so he won't get a chance to go back and see Jane. Not worth it. Let that ice planet get destroyed. Yeah, <laughs> these, Didn't these... he want to destroy the ice planet at the five days ago? Yes, but he's least. a changed man now because uh, he went to Earth and met a girl. He got to stare at Natalie Portman's ass for three yeah, hours. He's like Zach Braff in Garden State now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Real uh, underground after reference. he destroys the bridge, there's a huge explosion, and he and Loki are blown way up, way up in the air, and then they fall down. And Loki's holding out his staff. Stor, uh, Thor, Thor grabs the staff, and Odin, who has awakened now, yeah. grabs Thor's arm. So it's like this chain of people hanging off the edge, basically. And then Loki like looks at Odin. I don't remember the exact he dialogue, like, but he basically says, "Tell me, I was a good boy, Papa." He said, "I did it for you." And Odin, his only line is, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I know. I expected no, comma. You did it for yourself. Exactly. Perfect. It's That's an fine. unfinished line. Yeah, he just says, no. Well, then, no, no. <laughs> what he says is because he knows Loki's going to let go of the staff. And so he says, no, as in, hey, don't let go of the staff. He doesn't want, he, as far as he's concerned, Loki's his son. 
He needs oh. to be reprimanded. He doesn't need to die. And then Thor yells like Loki no or yeah. whatever. And, and then Loki, Loki lets go of it and just falls real. He floats off into space. Yeah. And it, looks a li- it looks a little wonky. Yeah. Him just kind of goosebumps <laughs> graphics falling down. Into it's like watching Vertigo. It's like, like watching Goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Young Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, Young Hayden Christensen, so... too. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, he falls into space and disappears. I wonder and... where he went. I wonder and if he met any purple weird. guys. You know, we were talking about Loki having, like, he's got a close relationship with the Warriors 3 and Sith mm-hmm. and Thor, and then turns on him so quickly once he finds out the truth of his past. And then at the end, everybody's sad and stuff, and it shows uh, Thor's mom. She goes up to Sif and says... No, Sif comes up to her, and then... And, her, well, the mom yeah. says, I'm so sorry about your loss. You're the one who lost a kid, Rene Russo. You're the one who should be apologized like, to. Was there a cutscene here of Sif and Loki having some sort of relationship? I almost kind of would have preferred they left that in, if so, because it really makes you think, man, why is Thor not with Sif? Well, because I think... It's because he was planning on a little Warriors 3 with Sif and Natalie Portman, so he was <laughs> he was saving I the, mean, uh, up until that point, it would make sense if she had a I relationship. Think yeah, but my joke, is, my joke is funnier my way. <laughs> I could be wrong. I don't read a lot of Thor, especially early Thor, but I think it might be in the comics or it might be in actual Norse mythology. Sif and Loki are like husband and wife. Hmm. Or something like well, that. I think I honestly, I think it's don't actually know. that uh, Sif. That's her. It's really her nickname from college was syphilis, <laughs> and that's why nobody <laughs> wants to sleep with her. Okay, it's not because they're all intimidated. And on Asgard, they Jamie still don't Alexander have a cure for is. that or anything. There's no treatment. <laughs> you just. That's what happened to Science Odin's and magic eye. are one and the same. Medicine, however, has not advanced very far. Uh, <laughs> put a not, leech on them. They're not vaxxing their kids on Asgard. <laughs> it's a very problematic world. Well, um, vaccines cause uh, frost gigantism. So, <laughs> No, vaccines cause Asgardians. <laughs> oh, man. Jenny McCarthy, if you hear this episode and you get mad at us for making fun She's of all of your core beliefs, well, no, but just in case, I want her to know that I'm not sorry. That she was your recast for Jane? <laughs> sure. She was his recast for oh, Thor. I missed my terrible joke. Oh, thank God. Well, it was supposed to be Thor meets her and she says her name is Jane Foster. And because he's Australian, he turns to the camera and goes, Foster's Australian for beer. <laughs> You're right. That was bad. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, Accent well. and all. I'm glad I got it in now. Huh, guys? I, I am not. So everyone is really sad and then they're happy. And um, Natalie Portman, Thor asks if she's still out there. And Heimdall says, yeah, I can see her. And she's searching for you. And Thor smiles in the movie. Ends. Yeah. Well, then- yeah, it's it's like that, like that cliche, like, though we may be apart, we're always together. And then we get kind of crap. like credits. Oh man! And, and these we get that credits Foo are Fighters long. Song. Oh yeah, that's my Wh- sky poem. Yeah. Is the Foo Fighters <laughs> song because I'm I don't consider the movie over until I've seen the stinger. This is straight out of like the Spider-Man movies from the yeah. early yeah, 2000s. Yeah, I made that, I like, made that joke. And that's this is pure dashboard confessional. Yes, or Nickelback. <laughs> Although, honest to God, I think this song was pretty new at the time. 
Well, it Man, didn't. It dates I'm, this movie. Yeah, so something yeah, fierce. It feels like this movie was made in 2004. The song for any of you who like Foo Fighters is "Walk." Is learning to walk again, isn't it? It's is that walk. the name? I think the name of the walk. song is just "Walk." Oh. But the, the chorus is like, yeah, learning to walk again. Blah blah. It's blah. It's the one that goes "Walk, walk, 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 walk." <laughs> that is yeah, not it. Yeah, by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> anyway, so thank God it's over. Well. So then we get to the stinger scene, yeah. which is Professor Selvig yeah. walking down like a dark corridor, and he addresses Nick Fury, saying, "So you're the one behind all this, or something?" And yeah, um, I can't remember what they say exactly and to each they other. They say something, and then Nick-, Nick Fury says, "We're taught there's history and there's legend." But sometimes they become one and the same. Mm. And he opens up this box. He opens up a briefcase and he says. We good? <laughs> Vincent. The Selvig, we good. Yeah. yeah oh, we're, we're good. good. <laughs> das ist gut, ja. With the glow coming from the briefcase. <laughs> but they open the briefcase and sitting there is the Tesseract, the MacGuffin from... Uh, Captain America, uh, First Avenger. Captain America, First Avenger, and the Avengers. And as it turns out, of basically the whole MCU up to this point, because it's one of the Infinity Stones that we're going to see this summer in Infinity War. Yeah. But it, uh, it takes it uh, has a much bigger role. Yeah. In everything. At one point, and then we see like a apparition of Loki whisper to Selvig and says, "He says that looks like it's worth a look." And then Selvig repeats it. Yeah, that looks like that's worth a look. And then so we kind of get this idea that Loki's, Selvig is being controlled by yeah. Loki, and Loki is still alive. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's, that's the whole. That's the whole film. Kit and caboodle. Yeah, this is actually a short episode so yeah. far, I think. Not bad. No, we're trucking um, along real good. All right, so the Danny Award for this one goes to the guy with the bow and arrow that we saw earlier. That's Hawkeye. The Danny <laughs> goes to Hawkeye. Respect him. Okay? That's why I'm giving him the Danny Award. Yeah, you better. But I just thought, if you had no idea who this character was, I don't even know if they say Hawkeye in the they movie. Don't. They, they don't. They call him Clint, yeah. I think. So... You just got a random soldier up in a thing with a bow and arrow yeah. who does nothing. I know. So, like, Let he me... was one of my favorite Avengers growing <laughs> up, so I knew who he was, but, like, my mom and dad Oh, yeah, I knew who he no was clue. when I first watched it, but I thought, what a weird little yeah, bit Hawkeye, to put into this like, movie. As far as the Avengers go, Hawkeye is kind of a background one for people who like comics. So if you're coming yeah. as somebody who casually reads comics or something, you might not get it right off that that's Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, and but... I, I think that's one of the things Marvel actually does really good is they do a bunch of stuff that's like service for like deep fans. well for me i think it feels totally out of place in this movie well, yeah you're not but, introducing the character in any meaningful way he doesn't really serve any purpose he uses yeah. a bow it yeah. just shows a guy with a bow and I, maybe that's enough to tease people mm-hmm. like oh, that's, i mean that's they him. do have other stuff in this like at one point in the hall of the relics where the casket from jutenheim is kept you see the uh the infinity gauntlet which later turns out is uh, spoiler alert alert for Thor Ragnarok. I have not seen Thor Ragnarok. Do not. It is a microscopic spoiler. Don't do it. Don't My you do it, plug. Christian. Okay. Spoiler alert. Stop listening if you haven't seen the movie. It turns out that the Infinity Gauntlet in the Relic Room is a fake. You know, because they realized they made a mistake. Yeah. A, it's kind of like because they weren't planning to do that. A, uh, I heard that. 
because I have small fingers, but more importantly, I just realized I have to edit this episode. So Jake had his fingers anyway. in his ears. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> that would have made a, some... It's really not a big spoiler. It's a quick throwaway line that Kate Blanchett Christian has. is king of, this is not really a spoiler, but here's a thing that's going to ruin something for it you. It doesn't Bru- ruin this the This is movie. not really a spoiler, but Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. It's more a production <laughs> note than anything. So I was watching Marvel's Defenders one time oh, on Netflix. Oh man, I still I had feel bad about it. Just started it. And spoilers for people who have not seen that and want to see it. Uh, hold on. Go. Christian's like, "Oh yeah, and uh, Misty Knight, she loses her arm just like she does in the comics." Yeah, I still feel so bad. So the about whole that. show I'm waiting for it to happen and it's not till the very end of the show that that happens and it's a huge thing, bastard. Yeah, I'm an asshole. I'll admit that. Done. All right. Anyway, let's get back to this. Uh, oh, I was just going to say that it, it does feel like uh, they realized, oh, we, we can't introduce Hawkeye in Captain America at all, uh, but he's going to be in Avengers, so we better just throw him in here real quick. Yeah, just which something. wasn't necessary. Just introduce him in Avengers, and also, I mean, we'll talk about it more during the actual Avengers episode, but just write his character better in the first Avengers movie. Yes. Write him more like Age of Ultron or Civil War, just better. So Thor the drinking game. Drink every time a character takes a drink. That is a lot. And every time a mug shatters. That is once. <laughs> Twice. Oh. Okay. When the Warriors 3 show up, oh, Selving's yeah. got a mug and he drops it because he can't believe that they're yeah. actually. And, I mean, really, there are a bunch of cups, like drinking glasses on the table. Thor flips oh, at God. the beginning of the movie. Oh, no. Oh, no. They're goblets. They're like metal goblets. We're oh, good. yeah. We're that's good. true. We're good, guys. We're good. But there's a lot of drinking nobody's, in this movie, nobody's especially at the day. bar with Selvig. Mm-hmm. Like, you're going to be drinking quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, drink for the Stan Lee cameo, of course. Yeah. Drink for every close-up on Heimdall's eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are like five or six. Yeah. Uh, drink every time Thor tells one of his family members that this is madness. That's twice. <laughs> yes. That's twice. And both times he said it, I know me and Ren both thought, no, this is Sparta. Yes. I don't think you could possibly be a person who was alive in the 2000s yeah. and not think that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and here's a big one. Drink for every Dutch angle used in this movie. Oh, oh man. man. Especially when something evil is going on. Oh, yeah. If Kenneth, you don't know what a Dutch angle is, look it up. It's just when the camera is tilted at yeah. an angle. So <laughs> things look. Whew, good thing we made it through that explanation. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. It's the camera tilted at an angle. Look, man. And Kenneth, what is it? Branagh? Brana. Brana? Yeah. His overuse of Dutch angles in this movie is in pretty all gross. movies that he directs, I think. What was the last movie that we watched that had such a huge overuse of Dutch angles? I think it was Batman 66 because those were big back then. Yeah. Well, they should have been smaller <laughs> they should have. they should have been less dutch angles do nothing for me in mm-hmm. movies yeah it doesn't it doesn't disorient me it just makes me kind of tilt my head a little bit and then think oh i've seen this because if, i feel like a lot of modern filmmakers if you use more than one dutch angle you use 50 of them in one and movie it's not just those either there are all sorts of pointless camera tricks throughout this movie like i think at one point you see a shot of asgard and it's upside down and then the camera flips and i'm like why and did you not even only that, start it that way when they're doing the credits they do the exact same sequence of asgard where they flip it upside down and it's Ugh. like 
sure, Asgard is visually impressive, but that camera work did not need to happen. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah, you could have come, like, top down to Asgard, like, to the peak of Asgard. That would have been perfect. Completely unnecessary. It was unnecessary. Which is what Kenneth, I told you guys at the beginning, Kenneth Branagh is a director who values style over substance. He is. Uh, but so he should right, be stylish best, then. <laughs> best yeah. and worst. Do we oh. do worst and best? No, we do best yeah. first. Yeah. Um. So I'll go first. Yeah. yeah. Um. So my best was Anthony Hopkins. I think. As um, Odin. I thought. I thought that Anthony Hopkins. Uh. Of course, he plays. He plays a good psychopath. Anthony Hopkins is a psychopath in a lot of things, but I thought he played Regal like. Uh, like kind of good head on his shoulders. I thought he played that really well. I thought mm-hmm. that he did a great job whenever he lashes out. Like he's still until he growls at Loki. Uh, oh, I, I thought, love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's I, my favorite. I, no, no, no. I'm not that's saying that's my box of scraps moment. For I'm this not saying. Movie. I'm not saying I don't like it, but I'm <laughs> saying that he keeps his temper even even whenever he's angry at Thor. He still seems to have a head on his shoulders until oh, okay. that happens. But it's still it's all played super well. I loved him in this movie. I think when I originally heard like the casting announcements and stuff for this movie, when I heard that, I was like, "Oh, that's perfect." Yeah, Anthony yeah, Hopkins, definitely, as this like god of all mm-hmm. gods yeah, in Asgard. I, I thought like originally I had thought it was going to be a weird casting choice to have Anthony Hopkins as like this old warrior, but he sold it, man. Yeah. He really does. When yeah. he's in that armor, it's like, all right, yeah. Shows up on his horse, maybe. In the Frost World? He does. I'm telling you. He's on a horse. I'm I not thought sure. so, too. I was like, I can't remember if he I does I could be not. wrong. I'm he, pretty sure he does. I have no anyway, idea. Anyway, go ahead, Christian. Uh, I also chose Anthony Hopkins because it's Anthony Hopkins. You know? I. It is. The only person... <laughs> <laughs> we checked the IMDb. <laughs> the only person I really felt gave him a run for his money in, the, in this movie specifically, so any of you Thor fans, don't come yelling at me because I think... He does. I Any think you Thor heads out there. <laughs> What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> there are like six Hemsworths or six Chris's in the MCU. Oh, I yeah. thought Chris Hemsworth, I think Chris Hemsworth, especially in later movies does a great job. He's as definitive to the role as uh, Chris Evans. There's another Chris or uh, Robert Downey Jr. To me. But in this movie, particularly, I thought the only person that really gave Anthony Hopkins a run for his money was Tom Hiddleston. And I still think Anthony Hopkins acted circles around him. Oh, for sure. I think that, yeah, I, I agree with you about Thor, because I think that in this movie, you know, he's still, he's a young actor. This is, yeah. this is an early role. This is one of his very first things yeah, that wasn't and so a I soap get it. opera. I get it. It's pressure, you know? Yeah. It's pressure, and you're a new actor, and you've never been in an epic. And, and I mean, he doesn't do a bad job. He just doesn't do as great as some of his co-stars. I agree. Uh, I actually went with Idris Elba as Heimdall. Well, okay. I didn't think you would go with Idris Elba at all. I mean, Idris Elba's I, not I a normally, bad actor. I don't think he's a bad actor. I think I that think most of the actor. projects that he chooses to be a part of, including this movie, are just subpar. Yeah. And uh, in this, he doesn't really have a lot of dialogue, but he does a lot of great just mm-hmm. kind of acting with his expressions. Yeah. And uh, I, I loved his character, and I love the way he played him. And I'm glad. I like that they went with this black actor for this part that yeah. in the comic books is a white guy of yeah. course um but i think he adds a lot more he brings a lot more to the part than mm-hmm. a lot of white men would have yeah i agree um, stoic 
and when he talks, like he's real stoic, but he's real low in the voice, and so yeah. he yeah. sounds like. And even a at the yeah, end, he's it, got like that good weathered thing going yeah. on. And you he know? has the last lines in the movie, and it's perfect mm-hmm. the way he's delivering them. I mean, the like, line is stupid, I think, but yeah, the delivery is. That really was another good. one that I I don't know if I said that for the drinking game. Drink for every close up on Heimdall's eyes. Yeah, yeah, you did. Okay, okay. Um, all right, let's do our worst. I uh, hope we all three have the same worst. I feel like we should. Uh, my worst was Natalie Portman. Mm, we don't. Nope. All three have the same. Um, and I think that mostly Natalie Portman was my worst because I have been, dude, I have been floored by Natalie Portman. I've seen Natalie. Natalie Portman has made me cry. She's an Oscar-nominated actress. Yeah, she's, a, she's, she's an amazing. unbelievable actress. She's super, super talented. And I just don't buy, I don't buy this doughy-eyed crap that mm-hmm. she's trying to pull here. And it, it, it largely has to do with the fact that her her love connection with Thor it it doesn't sell nobody sells it nope nobody sells it and so i i think that i'm probably being a little subjective here but it's it's her for me because i know she's so much better than that i mean if it makes you feel any better she's number 2 for me mm-hmm. the only one i thought was worse was cat dennings but that's because i hate her <laughs> i hate her in everything she has ever been in forever charlie bartlett it's a movie with anton yelchin and robert downey jr i love that movie but she's in it and i hate her guts i hate her in everything i see her in she drags down every project she's in and i do not think she's talented at all i feel like cat dennings she for a while was like kind of a budget zoe deschanel like or like i always pictured her as like a cheaper michelle trachtenberg oh they that's, look a kind of that's a good one that's a good one but it's like that she she's got like that uh, like that oh you know am i am i supposed to act like a lady well <laughs> i'm not going to yeah she's got that kind of like blasé thing going on and i don't mm-hmm. buy it i'm just not a fan of cat dennings who'd I, you pick i totally thought cat dennings was fine in this movie it's a role like she's totally appropriate. Maybe I, it's just Mind me you, hating. I might be being biased. Yeah, too. I don't hate I just Kat Dennings. Hate I don't hate her in this role specifically, but I don't really like her as an actress. She's fine. I mean, I I could take her or leave. I her. mean, really and truly, every performance in this movie is kind of just there, except for the standout ones. Sure. Um, I went with Natalie Boardman also as Jane Foster. Completely it's understandable. Not, it's really not just her acting. It's the part is poorly written. Uh, like half of it is decent as far as like her research and everything. And then the other half of her just being obsessed with this guy for no reason, really no well-established reason is not great. So absolutely agree. Uh, and her, her performance too, I think is just not, it was was subpar for sure. Mm -hmm. It is the wettest of wet paper towels. Well, it was by the end of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite the end, but right before Uh. Thor left during the kiss. Um, okay, so I'm going to run my casts now, my recasts. Do it. All right. Do it. All right, so what is his name? I can never Heimdall? remember. Heimdall? Heimdall, there you go. Uh, so for Heimdall, I went with Ving Rhames, mostly because I think Ving Rhames, he's, a, he's older than Idris Elba, and I think that the idea of him being like this like eternal guard, I think that Ving Rhames, A, he's bigger. Uh, but also he, you know, that having that kind of grizzled veteran look, I think would work really, really well for that part. And also I, I'm partial to Ving Rhames. I love him. I love Ving Rhames and pretty much everything that he's in. And I liked the idea of them making the character black and I would like to keep it. Yeah. Um. All right. So for Jane, I went with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
um, which I did. I did mostly because I. Uh, that was uh, my Betty Banner choice yeah, last episode. I remember Betty Banner. That's what I said. I know. Wait, is that not right? No. Oh. Well, Betty. they get married in the Oh, yeah, I guess so. that's uh, true. Never right. mind. I'm just being a butthole. Anyway, I went with Mary Elizabeth Winstead because I uh, we were kind of talking about when we were discussing, you know, criteria and stuff. We talked about uh, people who we could see be, uh, what is it, Lady Thor? Lady. Well, I mean, in the comics, her name is just Thor, but it, Thor's Jane Foster becomes Thor in the comics. But and... I, could, I could see Mary Elizabeth Winstead kind of getting a little bit more cut and, and going after it for sure. Yeah, I mean, she played a super villain in Sky High, and that's like I have never seen Sky High. <laughs> let's not, use, not, missing you that, let's not use that as an example. <laughs> that's like using Spy Kids as an example. Or something. Hey. Um. All right. So for Odin, I picked Donald Sutherland. Um. Donald <laughs> Sutherland. He's kind of got a villain face, which I yeah. originally thought was. Uh, I I kind of felt sour about him, but I think that the idea of being a warrior king where you've had to kill hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, I think that having a little bit of like a, not a villain face, but you could play that as like troubled. You know what I mean? You've like, done some dark things. Yeah, you've done some dark things. And I think that he could sell it for sure. And not to mention he looks great with a beard. Odin has to have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, so far we're trudging along real well. You haven't cast anyone I've cast, so... I'm my, liking all these picks. Yeah, my here. Loki, my Loki is weird. Okay. Um, so for Loki, I picked uh, DJ Qualls, who you may know uh, as Dizzy Gillespie from, or not? Is it not Dizzy Gillespie? Dizzy from the new guy, the main character from the new guy, uh, and he was also oh, what else is he in? He's I, in a movie called All About Steve with Sandra Bullock. Anyway, I really the reason I picked him is because he's he's done some good dramatic work, although it, it escapes me right now. But also, uh, I think that he's got that good like slight weaselly thing that I'm looking for. He's he's an older actor now because he was in The New Guy, which came out in like 1999. Yeah. Okay, that guy. Yeah, there you go. If you don't know who DJ Qualls is, look him up. Road Trip. Um. Anyway, he's that one six one. Good that Lord. one was my that one was my hardest casting. But he's for me. He's got that kind of slight sneaky thing going on. I yeah. can see it. Sure. Um. All right. So for Thor, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. I was gonna say I can't imagine DJ Qualls pulling off any sort of British accent that they've kind of all got. Frankly, going I don't. I don't cut. know. I've never heard him do one, but <laughs> I don't know. But there are people. Well, with he kind of ac- sounds like. Hi, my name's DJ. There are people with American accents in. Asgard, uh, I think. Uh, what's her name? Lady Lady Siv. She has one. No, she doesn't. She's British. Somebody has a, an American accent in Asgard. I know one person did because I noted it, but I can't remember who. Anyway, moving. That was my least favorite casting choice that I made, and the hardest. I one. understand why it was. <laughs> I don't like DJ Qualls. Anyway, so for Thor, I chose uh, Charlie Hunnam. From, oh, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. Um, He's got, you know, he's he's a younger actor. He's got that good grizzled thing going on. He showed great, great chops in Sons of Anarchy. And more so, I think he would have brought a little more of, like, that transition stuff mm-hmm. throughout Thor transitioning from bad guy to good guy on Earth. And he's sure. Australian, just like Chris Hemsworth. Is he Australian? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he was pretty good, I agree, in Sons of Anarchy. Less good in King Arthur. Haven't seen King Arthur, he's, so. I think he's 
perfect for that movie. Yeah. And a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. That movie's just not good overall. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, what I mean. I mean, him in that movie, he's super cut. And I was like, yeah. this I'm guy t- could totally he, play he, like a Thor type. Yeah, yeah definitely. he definitely looks like Thor. His American accent is atrocious in oh anything. Oh, my God. Especially Sons of Anarchy. Yeah. yeah but, well. <laughs> I mean, he's he would be playing a British type character. Hey, here, we're so from whatever. the Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, going to ride my motorcycle. That sounded weird. That sounded German or something. Let's, <laughs> I'm going to ride my we motorcycle, might y'all. We might, we might cut Ren doing that imitation out. We don't know yet. Leave it. Oh, wait. Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. It's your turn. Okay. For Heimdall, I went with Harold Perrineau. Who, who the hell is that? Um, he's He played Michael <laughs> in ABC Lost. Family. He plays Link in the Matrix movies. Oh. Uh, I personally, I think Harold Perrineau is really underrated as an actor. And I really want to see him in more stuff. He was great in Lost. He was good in the first Matrix and okay in the other two Matrixes. Matrixes? Matrixes? Oh, he's the guy that gets eaten by the bear in the edge. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he can is deliver awesome. the sort of stoic look. He can look like a badass. So I, I really like him. For, let's see, who's next? Jane Foster. Yeah, for Jane, I also picturing someone I could see transitioning into Lady Thor at one point. I went with Charlize Theron Ooh. because super talented nice. actress. Little old, uh, but yeah, nice. that's yeah, what I was gonna well, say. I think she's a little picks, old for the role. All of my picks, honestly, she's, are a little. Yeah, old. she's she's somebody who shows her age well, but you can definitely see it. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, like, I think my Thor is in his forties. Oh, okay. Uh, well. My Odin's definitely in his seventies, but yeah, I think Charlize Theron is a. Obviously, she's a great actress. If you've seen Monster, you know that. Go ahead. Bye, guys. Bye. 148.27. Cool. 148.27. 148.27. We write it down. Yes. 148.27. Make sure to turn the button tapping sound back on on your phone so you can annoy the shit out of people. (laughs) There's a lady at work that has that. All right. Three. For Odin, I went with Sam Neill, who most of you guys are going to know him as Dr. Alan Grant from the yes. first Jurassic yes, Park and is. Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> uh, he's from New Zealand, so he's practically got an Australian accent, so you know he can do the British thing. As uh, we alienate both Australian and New Zealand listeners. Well, and I think he's also Irish. I think. Oh man, that uh, accent! That accent must sound like just a pot of stew. It's a hodgepodge <laughs> of stuff. Just a bunch of crap dumped in there. <laughs> but he is obviously a great actor. He's uh, one of my favorite actors from my childhood. He's in one of my favorite movies of the last couple of years, uh, directed by Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok, actually. Spoiler. Called uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. <laughs> What'd you say? Is that spoiler? Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert. Here's the name of the director. The movie has a director. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, no, never mind. Uh, Sam Neill is, he can grow a beard. He looks old and he grizzled. He can grow a beard. He can grow a beard and looks old. I got it. And he's well, a Well, he's great got two actor. things on me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You do not look your age. And I can't grow a beard. Yeah, I can't either. And I don't look my age. I look like Kid Rock whenever my facial hair grows out, as you can see right now, since I haven't <laughs> shaved in a couple days. Yeah. 
Uh, for Loki, I went with David Tennant, who I almost went with David Tennant, and you went with DJ Qualls. I actually, instead. he looks more Weasley. <laughs> I actually, I, I, I almost picked David Tennant. Then I almost picked Matt Smith, and then I picked DJ Qualls. Oh man, you had David Tennant and Matt Smith, and then landed on DJ it's Qualls. The, it's in the face, man. It's in the face. I. Don't understand you. This is worse than the Pretty Little Liars pick. It's good God. <laughs> but David Tennant, most of you guys are going to know him from he plays the Tenth Doctor in Doctor Who or uh, the Purple Man in uh, Jessica Jones, and he's um, he's an amazing actor. He was also in Broadchurch and the American remake Grace Point. Both are murder mysteries. He's phenomenal. He can play mischievous really well. He's one of my favorite actors working right now, and I absolutely would have loved to have seen him in the role. And then, my number one pick. Every time. Thor. I went with, and I think Ren's really going to like this, because he really likes uh, at least the show this guy is in. DJ Qualls. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ren's favorite movie is The New Guy. stop y'all. I do not know if I'm going to pronounce this name right because it's Danish, but I'm going to try my best. Nikolaj Koster Waldau. He plays Jamie Lannister in Game of Thrones. Okay. You uh, did go for older ones with yeah. this one. Yeah, I went for older everyone for the most part. Just because Nikolaj Koster Waldau is obviously he's a talented actor. I think it's actually pronounced Nikolaj the Wastakaldu. Wastakaldu. Waster. <laughs> Wash your cow do. Take your shoes off before you come inside, or at least wash the cow do. <laughs> Are you Southern Dude. or Jamaican? <laughs> or at least wash the cow do. <laughs> That's offensive. That reminds me of this time this chick, uh, my college roommate's girlfriend. This chick. Well, okay, this girl. <laughs> my college roommate's girlfriend this... tracked cow shit into our dorm room. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad we know that. I only, it made me laugh because he said, wash the cow, do." <laughs> anyway. She didn't. But yeah, Nikolaj Koster Waldau is. A... <laughs> just, just say Nikolaj. Nikolaj. This is... actor. He. <laughs> Jamie Lannister is a terrific actor. <laughs> uh, and I, I agree with you. Definitely. I think he sells action really well. He's got a perfect. He's also great at playing an asshole warrior that becomes a sympathetic guy. Later. That is absolutely true. Um, and yeah, that those are my picks. Hit us with it, Ren. All right, all right. Give me a fat beat. Hold up. Boom, chicka, bow. <laughs> we are Watch very the cow white. do. <laughs> watch the cow do. I convict, want, convict. I want to watch the cow do, dog. <laughs> Shout out to my shit for that, dog. <laughs> Uh, okay, I went with uh, oh man, forgive me. Chiwetel Ejiofor for Chiwetel Ejiofor. I almost went with him too, actually. Yeah, I think he's really great. He's, he's a fantastic actor, yeah. and I think he could bring the same level, mm. if not more so, weight to the role as Idris Elba. Uh, oh, I have you could, seen Doctor I... Strange? Yes. Yeah, he's Baron Mordo. Frankly, he yeah, he's kind of wasted in that role a little well, bit. Well, yeah, but I think he's going to be bigger. Yeah, I think he would be better sequels. in that role than Idris Elba. And I thought, yeah, I thought Idris Elba did a fine job or whatever, yeah. but 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Chiwetel Ejiofor almost would be wasted more as Heimdall because Baron Mordo is going to be a much bigger role in Doctor Maybe Strange. Maybe if Heimdall was written on. better. <laughs> or yeah. written more. Yeah. Written more. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yes. I think you mean more writtener. Because, <laughs> I mean, the big difference is Heimdall is a secondary, almost tertiary character yes. in the Thor comics. And Baron Mordo is like next to Dormammu. Uh, Doctor Strange is like big villain. He's basically the Green Goblin to Doctor Strange's Spider-Man. Christian's going to get home and rip off the February 15th page of his word-a-day calendar that says tertiary on it. <laughs> I don't have a word-a-day calendar. I have a Star Wars calendar. He's going to say, all right, one down, 364 to go. How do I work Constantinople into a sentence? <laughs> He's like Joey with the, the V encyclopedia that he buys and friends. <laughs> Maybe we could talk about volcanoes. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, for Jane Foster, I went with Mia Wasikowska, I... who was in the Tim Burton uh, Alice in Wonderland movie. She plays Alice in those oh. movies. And yeah. in the second one, which I haven't seen, uh, she does become like a warrior, basically going into battle. And so That's I true. thought as far as like Jane Foster turning into Thor later on in the comics, like she could play this warrior role. Now I haven't seen her in anything else. She's in the kids are all right. Oh, well. oh wait, is that the one with Mark Ruffalo? Plays yeah. the, oh, okay. She plays the daughter. She is a that. good actress that, because yeah. I don't think she's very good in Alice in Wonderland. I don't well, think those anyone movies in that aren't very good. good. Yeah. I think Kenneth Branagh might've directed those. <laughs> that was Branagh. Tim Burton. You already said that. I did. Uh, Another style over substance director now. Yeah. It's, his what happened to the Batman? Uh, for Odin, I went with Brendan Gleeson. <laughs> I'm picturing like him in an Odin costume delivering the uh, the very specific word speech from In Bruges. <laughs> <laughs> Thor, you've been you've always been a <laughs> insert offensive word towards women here. It begins yes. with a C, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Ends anyway, with a slap in the face. He's older now. Um, if you've ever seen Braveheart, he plays Hamish. Yeah. Uh, William Wallace's best friend. And uh, anyway, he's just, he's a fantastic oh, actor. Amazing. Him and his son with the dumbass name, both. Yeah. Dommel. But, Dom but, is it Dommel? Is that how you say it? I think so. I don't know. But in your adaptation of Thor is Odin. Also, the Frog King, because that man looks like a toad. No, not this time. Well, he looks like the King Zora from Ocarina of Time. He really a does. Bit. Just <laughs> burp, burp. Yeah, burp, burp. I, I. He looks a lot different with a beard too, though. I guess, man. I don't know. I, I'm not. He seeing, is unrecognizable in. Braveheart, I'm not seeing just it. About. I'm not seeing it. But that's fine. I cast. I cast uh, DJ, DJ Qualls. Qualls so yes. whatever. Who? So who the hell cares about what I, I have brought? To say? Someone who could actually bring some real acting talent to this role, and and I cast. I cast the guy from the new guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's also in a straight to DVD movie with Larry the Cable Guy and Bill Engvall, though. So is oh. it Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector? My favorite movie? No, it is not. It is Something about Delta, the military. Delta Force. Delta Force. Delta Force. Uh. <laughs> Good God, I loved that movie when I was eleven. The minute I hit twelve, that movie became stupid. Somebody to me. should have crinkled up that piece of paper as soon as they wrote Delta Force. Yeah. Down. <laughs> 
You know it, it probably nope. let's be honest, it was probably Delta farts before somebody was like, No, 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 guys. <laughs> let's rein it in. So for Loki, <laughs> I went with Ben Barnes, who is uh he was in one of the Chronicles of Narnia movies where he plays Prince Caspian. Oh, oh that's a oh, good one. Oh, he played a uh, um. What's oh, his the face? Punisher. Yeah. yeah, he was in the. <laughs> Shut up, man. That's he was in the Punisher. He played Jigsaw in the Punisher. Didn't, I didn't know that he was gonna or that he's in the Punisher at yeah. all. Um, I was just looking up stuff that he'd been in, so I'd have a he's reference. He's great in that. I and don't... he's also he's great in um, he plays in an adaptation of uh, the Picture of Dorian Gray. And he kind of slowly becomes a villain in that. Was that the BBC one? Yes. Yes. And yeah, he's a great actor. I yeah, totally he's... believe that. And you know what? Uh, Tom Hiddleston is like apparently this hunky guy who who's also a great actor. And Ben, ben Barnes, Barnes is... you get the same thing yeah. there. He's got the same look to him and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Thor, I kind of, uh, this is kind of weird. Bill Engvall. No. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I I was looking up so many actors online to try to play this part, and I was like, I want it to be like a British guy, not not an American guy necessarily, but he has to be tall. And every freaking like blonde, good looking dude that I would look up, they're like three foot seven. <laughs> they're you all Triple H short. from WWE. No, I went with Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, oh, he's a bad actor. He's not a bad actor. He's, he's all right. I've only seen him in one thing, and he was bad in it's that. It's funny, because he plays Tarzan in a movie. Yeah, Tarzan he's really bad in Tarzan, too. <laughs> well, that movie is just yeah. terrible, again. Yeah, that's what, that's got, who's in and, that? But anyway, his dad played uh, Selvig. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Stellan so. Skarsgård. And he's like six foot five. Yeah, so he's tall. I don't think it takes much to really play Thor. Especially not written like this. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So. And he's handsome enough. He is a handsome dude. He's huge. He's cut. That's all you need. Not like his dad who's kind of short and fat. Yeah. And dumpy and professory. He's not short. He's like 6'4". Oh, I don't know. But he just looks like a tall egg. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Humpty Dumpty. Humpty Skarsgård sat on a wall. Let's rate this thing. Um, I gave this movie a 3.5. Um, you rated it below Iron Man 2? Yes, I did. And I'll tell mm. you why. I'll tell you why. You rated this, I think you rated the Wonder Woman higher than this. I know. I rated Wonder Woman like a 1. Oh, did you? <laughs> yes. Uh, I think that the whole point of the movie is Thor is trying to become a better person. Thor has to become a better person so he can pick up Mjolnir, go back to Asgard, whatever. And the I the whole central plot point, the whole thing that begins to drive him to do that is this love for Natalie Portman's character. Mm-hmm. And it does not exist. That's, it doesn't exist. It doesn't come off. And I know I've been hitting it all throughout the episode, but it the more even after I finished the movie, I didn't feel this strongly about it. But the more I thought about it afterwards, I realized that like none of the other movie takes and none of the rest of the movie takes place unless that comes through and it was it was the worst part of the movie okay so not strictly for that reason because uh chris hemsworth also is not a good actor yet in this movie natalie portman does a bad job in this movie um the writing is bad the effects are half good half bad but for a a movie with a budget like this there's no excuse yeah that's true do you not have a second nope wow nope i just didn't like it two episodes in a row uh 
I gave it a 6.5 out of 10 because I felt like it was definitely better than Iron Man 3. Uh, and really, when it was good, it was pretty damn good. And when it wasn't good, it was pretty plain. There wasn't anything necessarily that I thought was horrible. Even Kat Dennings, who I hate, uh, she was just sort of there. She wasn't bad. She wasn't really that detrimental to the film. It's pretty average except for some really high points, which I thought were missing from uh, Iron Man 2. And so it's just slightly above average to me. I get that. I went uh, pretty close to that. I gave it a six out of 10. I think that the character building in this movie is really not great. It establishes their personalities well enough. It's just as far as their character's journey throughout this movie, it sucks. Uh, But the world building is great. As far as Mm -hmm. Asgard and everything goes, they did a fantastic job translating that from the comic book to the movie screen. It's more beautiful than anything I could have imagined. uh, I couldn't, rank it lower than Iron Man and I'm not going to do a 0.5 rating of or you know something 0.5 um so for me it was either a 5 or a 6 and I gave Iron Man 2 a 5 so this movie's definitely better than that one yeah it's it's a fine origin story it's just totally passable yeah um, I think that's the whole I think that's the best way to describe so that movie is it's fine 5 feels too low 6 feels too high it probably should be like a 5.5 but I'll just go ahead and say 6 I get that well boys welcome to the end we're done we're done with Thor that means we have one movie and then we get to hit the grand finale of our walk through phase 1 what that's movie weird. is that Chris Chin um <laughs> well do tell we've got us. captain america the first avenger oh, i love that movie yeah me too and then we've got the avengers oh Ooh, wait no we yeah. got ant-man before that no we don't oh, no wait, we no. do not <laughs> they didn't have one of the f- two of the founding avengers be in the avengers movies yep, no mm-mm. weird it's one of my only gripes about the mcu really yeah and which if you look at the mcu as its own thing Totally fine. Yeah. I don't need Ant-Man and the Wasp setting up the Avengers. I don't need Hawkeye, really, setting up the Avengers. Christian's just a big comic geek. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they change enough things in these movies, Mm -hmm. and none of them do I really have a big problem with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure I could think of a few things, but... Mm -hmm. Even like later down the line, there are certain character twists that a lot of fans didn't like that I'm okay with. But we'll sure. talk about those when we th- that's... when we get to Iron Man three. Yeah, we'll talk about those. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we get there. All right, folks. So hit us up: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all of them. Search our name, Superhero Fatigue, and you'll find us. We got MySpace. We got Friendster. We got Zanga. We got Match.com. We got a LimeWire account. We have a. <laughs> we yep. bought LimeWire Premium just to talk to you. Well, we downloaded LimeWire Premium send from us, LimeWire. Send us a carrier pigeon. Or uh, a smoke signal. <laughs> if you want it, we'll give out our personal phone numbers. We just need people to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, send us ideas, send us comments. If we said anything wrong here, say it nicely. Yes, please. I've got a Cam Girl page that you can watch me on. Yeah, uh, Ren is on Cam Soda, camsoda.com <laughs> slash hairbrush Ren. You, you don't want to know why. 
or do you? Uh, I actually have a shout out I want to throw out. If that's oh, no. cool with you yeah, guys. go ahead. Um, I want to shout out our very first uh, review oh. we ever got because we forgot to do it in the last episode. No, we and didn't. Did, we totally did a shout out for this person. Oh, yes, we did. Did we? Yes. Oh. Hey, well, but let's get another shout out because okay. we haven't gotten another review since the then. The Geek Reviewer <laughs> on iTunes, uh, Geek Reviewer, Geek Reviewer, not positive what your name is, but thank you for the support. We absolutely love our fan. Uh, <laughs> I think the name, if I remember correctly, because I looked it up, is Nicolaj Wastakado. <laughs> Now it sounds like wash the cow, though. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Why I got to wash the cow, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, very thankful for your support. Get your friends to listen. Your uh, mom. Your wife, pets. your kids. <laughs> we listening to everybody out here. <laughs> oh, no, that was a 2011 joke. Yep. Oh, hey, no. we're talking about a movie from 2011, yeah, though. So it's, it's just, all... it got you back in that mindset. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, make sure to hit us up. Let us know whatever you think. Uh, we'll be finishing up the MCU here pretty quick. We've got a couple of movies that I'm pretty excited to present coming up after that as we oh, take yeah. a break from phase one. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to tell you what they are quite yet because they might change, but yeah. they probably won't. We're pretty excited no, about yeah, it. We're very hyped. Um, so, of course. Superhero Fatigue, you've got Rim Malone, Christian Cook, Jacob Helker. Our theme music is... What is it, Jacob? Oh, my God. Eloise by Royal Headache. Oh, my God. <laughs> I knew what the is name Eloise was in there. Eloise by Royal Headache. I'm so... I, I really do love this song. Yeah. I just... I feel so stupid. We had a mutual brain fart. Had your Thor moment. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Every time. God, my head's really starting. That's like the fourth time I've done yeah, that. Yeah, you're actually hitting your head really yeah, hard. Yeah, it really hurts. Really hard. All right, guys. So, please come back. Listen to us again. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. In the arms of the angels. Yeah.